Holman singing with me on the road again. Just can't wait to get on the. No. Hmm. Come on. Party pooper. I don't know how I feel about you uh, karaokeing on this show. It's the Truck Show Podcast. My name is Lightning. He is Holman, and he just got back from a 2,000-mile road trip. 3,200. Holy moly. In nine days. All on, well, most of it on Route 66, Yeah, correct? except for my part from Detroit to Chicago. We're going to get into that, and we're going to get into Summer Truck and Nationals, which I will be making a road trip to in Arlington, Texas at Cowboy Stadium. Ooh, road trip episode. Road trip episode. I think that it, oh, hmm, it kind of sounds good, doesn't it? Mm, you sure? Not really. Not really. Well, I think that's the uh, that's the episode. So Listen, it's summertime. It's the time you guys should get in your trucks and head cross country and go on a road trip because mm-hmm. it's the best time of year seeing, uh, you know, why fly when you can drive? Seeing the inner parts of this country and meeting people all over the place is one of the coolest things you can do. And here's the thing. Nobody ever really thinks about that. They're like, oh, I'm going to fly to this place. Drive. No, I, I do. Drive because you, you, you meet people. You get experiences. You see other parts of the country. It's amazing. It's a big old country out there, and I love it. And do not go to Burger King. Do not go to Waffle House. No, do no, not no, go wrong, to McDonald's. Wrong, no, wrong. Do you not- go to Waffle House. Here's the rule. See, you're saying it from the side of California Pompous. No, I'm not. No, wait, wait, wait. No, hold on. I no, want you. You I'm, hold on for it. Oh, my God. I'm interrupting your point to, to make mine. You don't get to interrupt me back. What do you think I was going to say? The rules are. What do you think I was going to say? I don't know. As long <laughs> as long as you don't have that where you live, you're good to go. That's what, oh, I was going to say. That's not what you're going to say. I was going to say choose a local place owned by local folk. No, you can do that. That's part of it. All the, the only rule is, and sometimes that's not possible. If it's a truck stop in the middle of the night or something like that, it is what it is. The rule is don't, if you have Arby's where you are, don't eat at Arby's on the road. If you've got Waffle House, do something else. That's all I'm saying. If you don't have In-N-Out, stop it In-N-Out. I was just thinking, look, go into your local cafe if you can, you know, or into into the local cafe. That's that's what I'm saying. Choose a place that you'd never normally go into. Like, I don't even, I've never heard of that. I've never seen it. But I bet you there's a, and there's an old farm truck parked out in front and an old coot drinking coffee inside. That's where you should go in and, and uh, have a bite to eat. Those next, are always the coolest. Next to the old coot. Yeah. And you have to have a lady named Flo with tall hair and a cigarette hanging out of her yeah. place. Yeah. Just shut up and eat your sandwich. You want coffee without ash? Go to another place. No, they're usually super sweet. They are. They're sweet everywhere but in California and New York. Everywhere else, the rest of the country, the wait staff is awesome. I will say that Chick-fil-A has uh, spread like a a delicious little uh, morsel and forced every fast food place in Southern California ever since Chick-fil-A came to say, uh, my pleasure. Have you noticed that? Well, It started when Chick-fil-A got here. And now every restaurant, it could be Carl's Jr., it could be Wiener Schnitzel, they all say, my pleasure. No, I have not noticed that. Okay, you will. Okay. O- on your trip, compare and I'll be, att- I'll be attentive to that, yes. All right. Okay, all right. Well, so here's my suggestion to you. Head down to your local Nissan dealer, buy a brand new Frontier or Titan, because you're going to be in that thing for 3,000 miles if you're doing Holman's trip on Route 66. You're going to need zero-gravity seats. You're going to need a Fender audio system to listen to either us, your favorite podcast. And while you're doing it, you can uh, check out the cup holders. All their massive cup holders <laughs> for your, your giant foam Chick-fil-A cup with lots of sweet tea in it. So do they have outstanding cup holders? I'm not aware yeah, of the uh, Frontier and the uh, the Titan having excessive oh, cup holders. You want to make sure that you can go to AMPM and grab the Super Tanker. Like the 80, Will it fit? Uh, 74 ounce or 84 Yeah, because they have the little skinny bottom. Oh, yeah. And then they get fat at the top. 
Kind of like us. Like us. <laughs> we always miss leg day, don't we? That's right. All right, for those of you looking for a new truck, NissanUSA.com, build and price, or head down to your local Nissan dealer where you too can experience the uh, Fender audio system and the cup holders. <laughs> and as you're cruising across the country, you're always wondering, like, I wonder what my boost is. I wonder what my engine oil temp is. I wonder what um, my manifold air density is. You really is. think people are thinking that? Half the people driving around don't even wonder if their headlights are on. I think our audience, they're attuned to the data. Oh, okay. Right? In that case. I think our audience is specific. It's not just anyone, right? These are truck guys. Yes. And they're curious about what their, their coolant temp is, their trans temp, all those things. And the way to keep an eye on all those things is the bank side dash. Wouldn't you agree? Yes, I would. <laughs> Don't even. <laughs> no, I, I, I do love me a uh, Banks iDash. Basically, it uh, reads everything off the CAN bus. You plug it into your OBD port. For anything 2008 or newer, it will display all those parameters that very often the manufacturer doesn't want you to see. If you're driving a diesel truck, it'll show you the average distance between your regens. It'll show you your def consumption. It'll show you when you're about to go and regen. All those things that... GM Ford Ram may not want you to see. Or you, they're buried in menus. And you got it right there at your fingertips. So uh, head over to bankspower.com and you can uh, put in your year, make, model, and you can see which iDash is right for you. But what if I'm cruising across the country and I want to go off-road a little bit? I want to experiment. I want to see some stuff that you no one's seen. Yeah, I want to explore. I want to see trees that only were, have been touched by the hand of God. Okay, I I uh, don't know if I can help you there, but if you're looking for trails <laughs> that have been touched by the tires of uh, other people exploring, okay. then you want to go to uh, onxmaps.com or uh, download Onyx Off-Road. And if you subscribe, put in Truck Show and uh, you'll get a discount. Onyx is the app that I use when I go exploring off-road, and I love that it has thousands of off-road trails. You can save the maps for offline use. You can track, save, and share your trips with other users. You can get public and private land info. You can customize with markups. And, of course, it syncs with CarPlay and Android Auto, so you can get the uh, Onyx on your in-car display. So pretty awesome. Onyxmaps.com. And, Holman, if you're cool with it, I think we start the show. Cool as cucumber. All right. The Truck Show. We're going to show you what we know. We're going to answer what the truck, because truck with the truck show we have the lifted we have the lowered and everything in between we'll talk about trucks that run on diesel and the ones that run on gasoline the truck show the truck show the truck show it's the truck show with your hosts lightning and holman so what's up first? Are we talking Route 66? Are you going to read to us out of that giant 300-page spiral-bound manual? Listen, the uh, the book to get if you want to do all of Route 66 is a uh, spiral-bound guide called Easy 66 Guide for Travelers, and it's been written by Jerry McClellahan, or McClanahan, I guess. Um, this is the one everybody tells you is like the Bible for Route 66. The way the Mojave Road Guide is for the Mojave Road, this is it for Route 66. It's available all over the road, online, Amazon, all those places. Study this bad boy ahead of time, and uh, this is uh, this is the, the the guide you'll go off of. And you know, Route 66 is not one continu you know one continuous uh, uh, route. Is it's uh, chunked up in places. You got to hop on the highway in places. It's closed down in places. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the history of 66 is pretty interesting because nah. it was basically long forgotten until there was a movement based out of Arizona to make it a, a, 
sort of like a, a scenic byway and national uh, treasure, and other states got on board. And because the other states have gotten on board, even though they're the interstate system, they are supporting the tourism that comes with 66. So surprisingly, a lot of it's intact. I feel like I'm talking to... Benny Creech, Desert <laughs> Explorer. Uh, no, this would be uh, Sean Holman, uh, National Explorer. I see, That's National right. Explorer. National okay. Explorer. So what I'm interested to learn, Holman, is how many um, tenth wonders of the world did you run into, like uh, largest pecan or biggest ball of twine, that type of thing? Or uh, did not, you stop at those? Yeah, some Roadside of Roadside attractions? Yeah, some of that stuff. Not not all of it, um, but we tried to hit I – mean, we were on a pretty fast pace. So this was uh, the Nitto American Road Tour, and this was the first annual. And, man, we had, a, we had an incredible group of people on this one. Uh, we had Casey Curry. And Ray Curry mm-hmm. from Curry Enterprises. We had uh, Lauren Healy. Yeah, what do they know about cars? Yeah, we had Lauren Healy, the racer. We uh-huh. had Brian Croft, who's a uh, Ultra 4 racer. We had Jason from um, Big Ten Garage. Uh, we had- Wait a minute. We were trying to get Jason on the show. Yeah, so I'll, I'll, we'll, we'll get that set up. Uh, Jason Gonerman and myself covering from uh, Truck Trend, Chris Corbett from Nitto. Well, back up and tell me how this came about. Is this for Motor Trend Magazine? No. Is, no. no, 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 no. This is uh, Truck Trend it did it uh, for a piece, uh, actually a series. If you want to go online to motortrend.com slash truck trend, you'll see our, our whole adventure. And uh, it was put on by, uh, by Nitto. With uh, help from uh, Mel Wade, who owns Offroad Evolution, and he's done his JL and JK experiences and things like that. But yeah, we had a great oh uh, Dave from Poly Performance and Synergy, Tom Allen from PSC. They do all the high end steering and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, just a just they're a, out of Texas or Arizona, something like yeah, that. Yeah, Texas. Okay. Uh, we had just an amazing, amazing group of of people go with us. So. That was what definitely kind of fun. debauchery was there at night at uh, either campsites or hotels? Where'd you stay at night? We stayed at regular hotels. Yeah, I mean, we every night was a different hotel. The reason I liked this one was because it was really loose. So you can kind of there's a meeting time in place. So you can kind of do some parts of it at your own pace. Stop where you wanted. It wasn't like it was just this line of cars. Um, oh, uh, we also had Luke from uh, Hazard Fabworks brought his C8 uh, Corvette. I don't know what that is. Hazard Fabworks? Yeah, so uh, you you can look that up. If you want to check them out on Instagram, uh, the Luke of Hazard. Just (laughs) an awesome Instagram handle. Uh But no, it it, it was great because we stayed at hotels, we we hung out, uh, but we still did a lot of stuff at our own pace. But how much whiskey and smoking did you do? Uh, I had a few cigars. Okay. Uh, There were were some uh, absolutely righteous burnouts. Uh, in the uh, the Big Ten C10 was awesome. Uh, What's it powered by? Uh, it's LS. I can't remember. I think it's a, it might be a seven. Okay. Uh, but dude, awesome. And then uh, uh, Dave uh, Schlossberg from Poly in Synergy brought his Jeepster, and he did a gnarly burnout there too, which was pretty cool. Oh, and then if you have you guys ever seen, it's the uh, old body style Dodge Ram Crew Cab Long Bed from SEMA, the Lobster Wagon. So if you've seen you've seen this truck in SEMA, you've seen it on, online. It's it's a really rad Ram. So anyway, uh, very cool trip. So uh, we started in Chicago. So the trail actually starts uh, at the intersection of Jackson Boulevard and uh, Michigan uh, Avenue in down literally downtown, right next to the river in Chicago. Interesting. Okay. And so uh, there's a uh, basically it's funny. There's a, a sign that says it's the start of it. It says historic route. And everybody takes pictures and they slap stickers on it. And if you look at this uh, sign here, what do you see? <laughs> Big ass truck show podcast sticker. That's right. right in the middle. Now you did that or it was there? No, I did that. Oh, okay. By the way, one of our readers just went and did Black Bear Pass and sent me a picture. And our truck show podcast sticker is still uncovered at the top of Black Bear in Colorado. Really? Yeah. Really? 
So uh, our stickers have gotten around. But anyway, if you go around the corner, there's actually a sign that says the start of of it. And everybody doesn't know that that sign exists. It says begin on top of it just around the corner. Oh, wow. So yeah. start on the corner. That's uh, that's all I'm saying. Is there a guy hawking Route 66 shirts not, under that Not sign? Chicago. You're, really? Yeah. No, It's there's a Starbucks there, and that's what everybody's uh, <laughs> fueled up with. And we started there. Uh, before uh, heading off to St. Louis, we averaged around 300 miles a day. So we had a pretty significant pace while we were uh, while we were at it. Holman, any idea how many people do this route? Like, is it a thing? Or yeah, it's a thing. Okay, no, it's a, it's absolutely a thing. All right, so uh, this is how it started. This was me leaving Detroit, going to Chicago, and picking Jason up at Chicago Hair, and making it to the hotel in time to see everybody. And, and check in with Mel, who was running the event. So we'll uh, go from there. All right. I just uh, picked up Jason Goderman last night. It's uh, 3.30 in the morning, West Coast time. But fortunately, we're not on the West Coast, so my watch says that it's uh, 5.30 in the morning. And I'm out here with uh, the one and only Mel. So, yeah, it was a super early start, uh, just murder. Mel's like, we got a long day today, so 5.30. You're like, we all just got here. So, mm. yeah, uh, I'm sounding a little little hoarse on this one. Wade and all right, Mel. This is uh, this is day one of your epic Nitto American Road Tour. So it's a uh, non-off-road event filled with awesome uh, cars and four by fours. And we're going to do all of Route 66, which I'm super excited for. So day one, what are we doing? Uh, we're going to be cruising down to uh, downtown Chicago at the start line of Route 66. Do you have guns for all of us? <laughs> I left the guns on the Missouri uh, state line because it's as bad as California over here, so we do not have firearms. Okay, look at Jason. What does he have in his hand right now? Toilet paper. <laughs> He's locked and loaded? That's right. Okay. Just in case we have to uh, have an emergency, we decided we would bring toilet paper with us because, you know, it's a road know, trip. I don't know if it's like San Francisco. I don't know if you're allowed to just take it up on the road. On a you are. You, you are. are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're, we we verified it this morning. Okay, yeah, so right. we're packed. That's awesome. Yeah, we're ready to go. All right, so uh, we've obviously got the, the Grand Wagoneer. Lightning, when you go on a road trip, do you bring toilet paper or wipes with you? Uh, I actually just brought toilet paper up to Pike's Peak, and I guess it's not really a road trip. But yeah, I have. You need wipes. Wipes? Yeah, magic. Really? Yeah, but then what do you do with the wipes? What do you throw them away in? Because you could the toilet paper you can bury. Wipes is not good to bury them. Why not? You can get biodegradable wipes. Oh, biodegradable wipes. Yeah. Oh. Flushable, biodegradable, let them go. Oh, okay. Hadn't just thought of that. Shove them with the poop in the toilet paper. <laughs> So we're going to be in style, but you're in a different kind of style. You actually bought yourself a caddy that Counts Customs did. And you didn't even know it was Counts Customs caddy, but that's what you're leading this thing in. What is in it? It's very uh, burgundy and black. Oh, I, I love the paint job on it. Uh, 62 Cadillac. We got a small block Chevy in it. Uh, 350, nothing super, super powerful. A 200R Force has overdrive tranny. Uh, old school carburetor on it. And I uh, got the stereo working last night. So. Which was uh, vapor locking if he ever let it idle. So, oh, no. Yeah, it was fine on the road once he was going. Other than that, it was pretty reliable. He didn't have any breakdowns or anything. It was just the vapor lock was like, hey, Mel, what's a uh, vapor w- lock? Was that a nice Counts Custom or was it a TV Counts Custom? Like, uh, like, in between. It was uh, one of the ones that sat on the turntable at the casino that you could win for a while. Oh, no. Yeah. Those are the, uh, what is it, uh, good, far from good, good from far? No. That's something like that? Yeah, anyway. Yeah. That was most important. Oh, dude, that's a win right there. You don't have to have, like, your uh, your turtle box in there with the Bluetooth speaker in the back. All right, how many gallons of gas does that thing have, and will you be the first one to run out? I probably will be the first one to run out. It has 22 gallons of gas, and we don't know what the uh, fuel economy is going to be on it yet. So. All right, my over-under is uh, 10. What's yours, Jason? Uh, eight and a half. Eight and a half, all right. 
how did most of the guys get their vehicles out there? Because you flew and you picked up the Jeep Wagoneer there. Yeah, they drove or they uh, trailered or whatever. Oh, my God. So they went all the way mm-hmm. out. 3,000 miles and yep. then just flipped around. But there's not everybody was from California. People from Texas, people from Washington, people were from the East Coast. I mean, so all over the place. coming to California, you just got to go right home. Uh, you exactly. Santa Monica, it was Dude. 40 minutes home, and then these yeah. guys had to turn around and drive back to wherever. Yeah. Ooh. That's, why do you think this was a great trip for me? Yeah. <laughs> well, I was hoping for like seven. Oh, good. So you might not run out of gas then. Uh, maybe, yeah. Okay. Well, the, the great thing is that you have your kids with you, and we all know that the reason we have kids is to bring extra gas for us when we run out in our rad cars. Yeah, extra vehicles. I'm just jumping in their car. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, if, if anything happens, we probably have the only vehicle here that has more interior room than yours. So uh, we're more than happy to take you along if you uh, get tired of the caddy. Sound good. I can't wait to play with those digital screens, and that car is awesome. <laughs> all right. So uh, today is... Uh, St. Louis, Missouri tonight. Is that yeah, where we're headed? Yeah, we're going to be staying at the Four Seasons down in St. Louis, Missouri. So looking forward to right by the art. You guys were no, staying posh. No, every night was not like that. What? By the way, I woke up in the morning and I opened my curtains to the view of the arch. Oh, my God. Yeah, it was unbelievable. Wow. Four freaking seasons? <laughs> yeah. Was, Who fronted yeah. that bill? Uh, <clears throat> you know, they, they took care of it for us. Yeah. Wow. But nice. They, but they also got points, so. Come on. <laughs> And there is some epic stuff up here from Illinois uh, down to Missouri today. Uh, stuff that we don't usually get to see on the West Coast. Uh, a little bit out of the way, but some beautiful, epic spots. All right. Uh, and one last thing. We're talking about things that are epic. Your shirt. Yeah. Route 66 <laughs> shirt. So we're going to see the uh, Rocket Man today. There's a couple of cool stuff on here. You have a uh, drive through whale uh, with its mouth open. You've got palm trees. I mean, this this is epically ugly. I, I like the uh, the lady wearing cowboy boots and, like, a uh, skirt waving the American flag. Yeah, those are all iconic <laughs> spots on Route 66 that you're going to see this week. Okay, Cadillac like Ranch on there. you got all sorts of – look at you. You're ready to go. That's it. All right, well, enough of this talking stuff. Let's hit the road. Uh, sounds good. Let's go. All right, so uh, we left Chicago, and on our way out, we stopped by uh, the Gemini Giant. What is that? Uh, it's a piece of road art. It's one of the first pieces of giant road art that you'll oh, see. It is a giant guy in a, in a metal in a suit with a yeah, it was sword. Like an astronaut suit with a, I don't know if well, it's a, a welding helmet. It's a, like a welding helmet with a rocket or a bomb in his hand. That's it's, yeah, that's an anyway, odd. That's hmm, that's, that's one of statue. that's in Wilmington, and that's one of the uh, the big, I guess. Uh, Things that everybody knows along the way. So that's like one of the big. So Route 66 is obviously famous for road art and road signs. And so you'll go through all these little towns and all this stuff. And there will be everything back then was how do I attract somebody into my business? It was all about marketing. And the the love and artistry that went in across the country from Chicago all the way to California, the stuff that still exists is really cool. So uh, after that, we ended up in this great little town called Pontiac, uh, Illinois, and there was an old uh, Route 66 museum, and I got an interview with a volunteer there. And this place was cool. This Everything, like when you're in Illinois, Missouri, maybe as far south as Oklahoma, that part of the country, all these little towns have these amazing like squares, the courthouse or city hall in the middle with these blocks it, around it. All it all looks like Back to the Future. It all does. And it's it's all rad. Like I just, every town you go into, you're like, Man, this is just so Norman Rockwell, Americana. We just don't get any of that where we are, guys. I know you have that where you live, but... (sighs) The difference between California, where we are, and the middle of the country is the middle of the country kind of had these these towns that started with a square and grew out. Southern California started with that sort of, and they all grew together. So it's one giant mega metropolis, and so there's no definition between cities. Like in, in Orange County, 
there's what 20 something cities and they all touch each other and you have right. no idea unless you pass a sign that says this you're in this place now when you're out in the middle of the country you're driving 5 or 6 miles oh here's the next town oh here's their town square and i got to i just really appreciated the vibe like it was super cool so i love that i i oh, love that awesome. so much yeah in in pontiac they have some great murals. So that's the other thing about Route 66 is there's like a gazillion murals along the way. They also have uh, Bob Waldmeyer, who was an artist who traveled Route 66, was well-known. He's done. He's famous for a lot of Route 66 art. They have his school bus he used to live in as well as his beetle on display in this museum. And then there was an amazing um, military museum on the top floor of this place above the Route 66 museum. And it was every person, or how do I explain this? You walk in upstairs, and they have you know the rifles and the uniform, but the uniforms are all in mannequins. Every single one of them, hundreds and hundreds of them, and they're all residents of this town who donated their military uniform to the museum. No way. And you're walking through, so every every uniform had like the name and who it came from on it and where they were from. And it was their full class A, full dress uniforms at the top story. And that's amazing. Uh, the stuff I love is like, have you ever been to Gettysburg or places like that? Those museums all in that area of the country, uh, Pennsylvania, stuff like that there. It's just so amazing. The heritage, um, the the museums, I, I could hang out in those for weeks. Uh, it was just, it was super rad. You just, Which you wouldn't expect Lightning to be into that stuff, but uh, I, I am. No, it was cool. So just, you get all the feels, and there's a vet working up there, you know, long scraggly beard, and, you know, he's kind of eyeing everybody who comes in to make sure they're respectful. But you just walk in there, and you realize that every one of these uniforms is not just, here's what an Air Force uniform looks like. Here's what no, a, it was know, no, it was that person and their story with it. I mean, just uh, it's just. And when crazy. you say their story, did they have a little plaque to say? Yeah, like just a little that? paper on it that said who they were from, where it came oh, from, yeah, all this that's stuff. That's cool. So very cool. And some of them were ten years old. Some of them were sixty years old. Like people in the community who had died, who served in World War II, donated their uniform to the museum when they passed, or their wow. family donated it. So their legacy and who they are is all preserved forever. I love and, that. and that right there is is awesome. So this is a volunteer. What's it uh, called again? Do you do you recall the name of the museum? Uh, this would be the Livingston County War Museum in, in uh, Pontiac, Illinois. Illinois, and uh, downstairs is the Route 66 Museum. So this was a gentleman who I got talking to. I went, I, I got to record this. It's just a really nice guy who's a volunteer who loves Route 66. All right, so uh, we are in Pontiac, Illinois, uh, around uh, or on Route 66, and we're at the uh, the museum here. And who am I with? Uh, this is John Miller. I'm one of the board members of the Illinois. Route 66 Association. So uh, what do you love about Route 66? And, I mean, it looks like that chair in this museum is a, is a favorite spot of yours. <laughs> Every time I come here to volunteer, this is where I sit. Um, well, the thing about Route 66 is the people. You know, uh, they're so friendly. And the history behind the road itself really intrigues me and keeps me coming back all the time. So how did you get involved with being on the board, and, and uh, when did you get involved and fall in love, I guess, with Route 66? Yeah. Well, I was a late bloomer. I didn't get involved in it until I was, like, in my late 40s. Never knew about Route 66 other than the TV show. <laughs> but um, we were on a little road trip, and we came across one of the, their motor tours in Lincoln, Illinois. And I figured, well, this is a great idea, travel on 66. So... I went and uh, got involved and got on the board, and the rest is history, I guess. 
Well, speaking of history, you have a lot of it here. You've got quite the uh, eclectic mix at the museum. Maybe walk us through some of the uh, treasures that are here for people to see. Sure. Uh, I could start with that uh, Route 66 sign on a wall. It is made out of wood. It was made during the war. And uh, they took that down. The fellow who took it down was smart enough to write on the back what location and the date. And uh, I got it from a fella up by me in Chicago. And uh, he uh, gave that to me to put in the museum. So uh, that was pretty interesting. Uh, This gas pump over here, this conical gas pump, is originally from this area. I guess years ago on the corner here, they used to have a conical gas station before they built the church. So we got one of those in there. And we have Bob Walmeyer's uh, bus. And Bob is a famous artist known for Route 66 art. Yeah, he was, he's the fellow who was green before everybody else was green, <laughs> you know. And uh, I knew him well, and, you know, for my travels and stuff. He was a great guy. And the other items uh, we have, uh, all the different items, all the different uh, Hall of Fame members uh, from Illinois are displayed here in the museum in glass cases. And... Uh, We've been here since 2004. This building was originally uh, the firehouse. It was built in 1900 and it's on the National Register's Historic Places. And uh, I know during the uh, repairs of the building itself, before we took possession of it, they were working on the ceiling in the back. And the ceiling came in, came falling, falling down with oats oh, wow. falling all over. Well, they used to have horse-drawn <laughs> fire trucks, pumpers, right? yeah. pumpers, and they used to store the hay and, and the oats up there. How funny. Yeah, I mean, it was really wild, all that, the 100-year oats in that place. <laughs> yeah, that's about it. I mean, it's, uh, it, this is a neat place. It's a, definitely a special place. We can tell that you and all the volunteers are super passionate. I, I guess uh, since we're kind of talking about doing Route 66, what's your advice to anybody who wants to uh, take the entire route for the first time? I would say allow for a lot of time because there's so much to see, not just in Illinois, but other states. Uh, I would suggest uh, three to four weeks to stop at every spot on the road and learn about uh, the history of this great nation of ours and and about Route 66. All right, Mr. Miller, thank you so much for your time. That's really great. Thank you. Thanks for coming in. Appreciate your your uh, interest in this. He's my kind of people right there. Dude, how cool is that? And uh, I have a question for you. Yep. Where in the country does the word fella start and where does it end? Because uh, it, it's not in California, it, probably not in Florida. If you would have told me to pay attention uh, on my trip, I could come back with that data. I wanted you I to like map with a highlighter, like map the states where mm. they say fella. I think it fades in and out, though. I, oh. I, don't, think it's, I don't think that there's a uh, Mason-Dixon line on uh, fella. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I love guys that say fella. So when we uh, left there, we headed down. We went through a town of Tawanda where uh, Dead Man's Curve is. De- 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 Dead, Dead Man's, Man's Curve. But Dead Man's Curve is something on every movie. It doesn't actually yeah, exist. No, there's actually a real Dead Man's Curve where Route 66 curved. And uh, there today, they have a bunch of Burma Shave signs. Uh, so you pull off the highway and do it. Now, if you're not familiar with Burma Shave, you may have heard it or seen it in old movies. So Burma Shave, if you didn't know, it's a red sign with a logo on it. And Burma Shave was an American brand of what they called brushless shaving cream. So I don't know what made it brushless or, or anything like that. 
but it was introduced in 1925 by the Burma Vita Company in Minneapolis. So I'm guessing that the brushes, when they swirl around, it right, foams like a barbershop. But then, yeah, when they swirl it, it makes the foam, right? And then, so listen, that's not the point of the story. Okay, I don't know. Just it's brushless. Just let's, let's go sure. with that. Okay, got it. Listen, got kids, it. research on your own time, or this could be a four-hour episode. All right. So long story short, uh, the company introduced this. It, it wasn't a great uh, success. So back in the 20s, 26, uh, Burma Shave uh, started doing these billboards. And it was always a series of, I guess, six in a row. And they had like funny slogans uh, as they would go across. Like uh, one of them was, you know, big mistake. And the next one, many make. Next one, uh, lay on horn instead of break. And then Burma Shave at the end. So there were these really funny, like rhyming things. And you'd see them all over. Where Well, what was interesting is, they went from being nobody, and this advertising started in 26, and until 1963 or so, they were the number two selling. It gets to show that like, oh, it was early roadside marketing. And they did it in every state except for Nevada, which didn't have enough road traffic at the time, and Massachusetts, because at the time, the state's high uh, land rentals and also all the foliage on the side of the road kept them from doing that. Everywhere in the state, you'd drive you know, Route 66, and there'd always be these red Burma shave signs along the road, and there's still a bunch of them today. There are, yeah. I mean, th- I mean, all, oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah, there, there, there's a bunch of them. I took different videos. This one, but, uh, but so many. Now, were they one of the early ones, early pioneers of that? Because now yes. you like on the way to Vegas, you'll see like six in a row or no, three in a row, and Burma the, shave, like funny sayings, that yeah, type of thing. Burma shave was uh, one of the uh, the first people to uh, to take you know a motorist. Who was, I guess, if you think about it, a, a captive audience? Tell tell a story and tell a story. So, Dead Man's Curve was around the curve, lickety split, uh, beautiful car, uh, wasn't it? And then Burma shave, <laughs> <laughs> and they had a bunch of other funny yeah, ones. Was it a, did it dive off? Like was it a it just had a sharp corner, like a negative camber turn yeah, or something? Yeah, where, yeah, just it's just you know people can't drive and early cars weren't meant to go fast. Uh, they had things like uh, shave the modern way, no brush, no lather, no rubbing, big tube, thirty five cents. Drugstores, Burma shave, or uh, your shaving brush had its day, so why not shave the modern way with Burma, Burma shave, shave, right? And uh, you know, a shave that's real, no cuts to heal, a soothing velvet afterfeel, Burma, Burma shave, shave, right? So there's just a whole bunch of funny ones. Um, you know, don't take a curve at sixty per. We hate to lose a customer, Burma, Burma shave, shave, right? Yeah. So anyway, it was it was cool to see. And then they actually, uh, you know, they had advertisement in like a Life magazine that kind of went on with that. You know, sort of um, uh, rhyming thing. So, uh, 1944 advertisement in Life magazine said, uh, Tough whiskered yanks in heavy tanks have jaws as smooth as guys in banks. You know, it's just, it's just funny. So, it was cool to, to go along and to, uh, to see, you know, all the old signage and the stuff that's been preserved. And uh, some of it is, is modern, right? Uh, not, every, not all of it is, is, you know, new. But anyway, so Dead Man's Curve was cool just because it's called Dead Man's Curve. Uh, we stopped off at uh, Sprague's Super Service, which is a place. And then in the town of- well, How do you just gloss over Sprague's Super Service? What do they do? What's so super about it? What do they, what did, did they make something? It was a or service station. Something? Yeah. Oh, service station. Okay, so uh, in Lincoln, I believe that was also Illinois, apparently there is, uh, yeah, Lincoln, Illinois. So Abraham Lincoln, and it said, there's a sign there that said, near this, state, uh, this site, Abraham Lincoln christened the town- with the juice of a watermelon, when the first lots were sold on August 27, 1853, President-elect Lincoln spoke here November 21, 1860, while traveling to Chicago, and Lincoln's funeral train stopped here May 3, 1865, before completing the train trip to Springfield. And 
there's a, a piece of uh, like a, a monument to watermelon because he blessed the ground <laughs> with watermelon juice sitting on the side of the highway. So it's a slice of watermelon. Yeah. It's sitting atop of uh, like a like a pedestal. Pedestal, yeah. Yeah, just in this random park, and here's Jason and I pretending to eat it. And it's but it's brown. It's been sitting in the sun for a while. Eh, it's painted. It's, it's I wonder if it was color. red and it just turned brown over time. Sure. Sure, lightning. Uh and so there's a bunch of old stations, so there's lots of uh, you know, photo opportunities. Uh we stopped at the Cozy Drive In, which claims to be one of the first to do a corn dog. So we had their corn dogs there, which were good. But uh Jason and I did a little research and they're they're not the first. So Coney Island, I think, is the first. There's a couple people who claim within six months have created the corn dog, but the Cozy Drive In it has been a Route 66 staple for decades upon decades, and you walk in, and it's an old family-style restaurant inside, and yeah, you can get your your, your cozy corn dogs. So, cozy with a C or K? Uh, cozy with a C. Okay. Cozy drive-in. Because back in those their days- Their logo is a hot dog hugging another hot dog. Because you know, like every rapper these days, they spell their names wrong, but th- I think that started in the 50s, didn't it? Where they started like swapping Ks for Cs and things like I that? I don't know. Oh. I have no idea. Sure. We'll go with that. Okay. All right, and then uh, in Auburn, we came across an original section of Route 66 that's still brick. Wow. And so there's about three miles you can drive on. No way. Let Isn't me that see cool? That. Wow. Those red bricks? Yeah, red bricks lining the road. And so that was one of those things where you definitely- Would have been cooler to... if it was yellow, and then you would sing, follow the no, yellow brick road. No, would not do that. Uh, and then in every state, Jason and I stopped, and we got a sticker uh, for the back of the Grand Wagoneer, and we entered California with like- 20 stickers on the back. so And then you had to peel them all off because nope, you had to give it back to nope, Jeep. Nope, we gave it back. So this at this point, we had uh, Route 66 and Illinois 66 in the back window. That's that's where we were at with that. And uh, yeah, so doing the, the brick road was pretty cool. And uh, then we crossed over into lovely Missouri and ended our uh, evening, uh, once again, at the uh, at the Four Seasons. You posh biash. All right, so uh, we woke up the next morning, and uh, this is how we started our day. All right, Bell, it's uh, day two. So yesterday we did about 350 miles. We saw some pretty uh, killer towns in uh, Illinois. And uh, we did a photo shoot out here this morning. So what's on tap? We could, we could do uh, Know Your Note off the uh, background noise there. For uh, day two. Uh, we're hitting 66 from St. Louis down to Springfield and just kind of hitting the roadside attractions here. The, the road 66 is pretty much uh, broken up on Highway 44, so there's not really a whole bunch of big outskirts like yesterday, but there's some cool tourist attractions and a cavern and some other stuff we can go see. We're going to go to the, 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 the fudge factory called Uranus. <laughs> yeah, I heard about the Uranus fudge factory. It's uh- and yes, we did buy a I Love Uranus sticker on uh, for the back of the Grand Wagon. Of course you did. Uh, it's in all the books. It's like a... The best fudge around, yeah. is what I hear. Yeah, I guess uh, you can become a packer if you want. <laughs> fudge packer. <laughs> so anyways, a whole bunch of dirty jokes uh, yeah. coming up. But uh, we're down here in the uh, in the old district, right by the Mississippi River. You can see the arch. Just absolutely gorgeous old building. Industrial building right here, built in, two, in 1903 or something, but just absolutely gorgeous. Yeah, this so, part of St. Louis is really cool, and, and the arch is super cool. It's, uh, it's rad to see it out here. Uh, I think today my highlight is I know for a fact that there's going to be uh, fireworks stands along the way. There is some fireworks stands along the way, absolutely. And we will not be bringing any back to California. That would be wrong. And I can assure you none, none were brought back over state lines. None. You're a lying sack of shit. All right, so from there we went and did a morning photo shoot where Jason Bowman in the uh, C-10 uh, did the most amazing burnout I've ever seen in my life. And if you know me... 
I do pretty rad burnouts. I do burnouts in vehicles where people say that can't be done, and right. I do ve- burnouts gratuitously. I've seen you I, do burnouts where the vehicles don't have enough power to do a burnout, and somehow you've produced a burnout. This was the most epic burnout to the point that this is a video, so I wish I could show you. But was but, he willing to blow up the tires? Yes, I mean, get down to the tread? Nitto was the freaking uh, sponsor. Well, I don't know if he brought spares. Uh, you know, <laughs> discount tires down the road. We'll get them installed. Listen. Okay. This burnout will go down in history as one of the most epic burnouts I've ever seen in my entire life. What? It was incredible. You've seen the ones in Australia, right? No, this is better. How I, is this better than I, those? I completely disappeared in white smoke to where I couldn't see out of it, and I didn't know where to go. You were standing or were you in the vehicle? No, I was standing taking a video and hot pieces. While Keep in mind... The curtain of smoke is enveloping me. Mm-hmm. Now hot chunks of molten rubber are peppering me as I'm taking f- videos of this. Sounds epic. Here it is. Well, slow-mo. It down, yeah. Doesn't sound as impressive in slow-mo. Hold on. Look at the way the exhaust is going through the cloud. I can't believe the billowy smoke that's coming out of the back of the C-10. All right. I want to hear it when it uh, comes out of slow-mo mode. Just enjoy that for a second. Yes, it's still burning out at that point. Oh, my Lord. Yeah, that's a lot of smoke. That's a lot of, a lot of tire smoke. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that that was amazing. You know what's weird? So there's about four people that were standing next uh, to the truck. Probably about ten. Well, no, well, I couldn't see them until the yeah. smoke disappeared. Right. No, it's yeah, they're completely okay. So he does this burnout, and the burnout itself has dug into the asphalt with a a, a big like f- plume of like peppery stuff, mm-hmm. and then goes for like two hundred feet. <laughs> Did it actually remove some of the asphalt? Yeah, I've seen it that dug, dug holes. Oh, where it the tires actually were. dug it. Oh, in. yeah. So Dave Schlossberg gets in his old beautiful Jeepster, mm-hmm. and I don't even. Oh, that thing is gorgeous! I don't even know what's in that. I think that might also be an LS, but I'm not. Turn, a, turn your phone sideways so I can see that. Yeah. Oh. So my he and his God, wife drove that gorgeous. topless Jeepster the entire trip. Oh, it's beautiful. Okay. that's gorgeous. So, so he's on. I have 37s on this built. You know, you, you may have seen it if you follow Polly, uh, Polly Dave. Anyway, uh, he goes. Well, I'm going to try it. All right, it looks like a one-wheel peel, driver's side, rear. No, no, he's got his locker on. Okay. Both wheels are going. They are going? I can't yep. see. Oh, yeah, I see the smoke on the passenger side as well now. All right, now the uh, the, the, the smoke is hugging the circumference of the wheel. Dang, he's, he's lighting it up. I mean, nowhere near as good as the C10, it's but still nice. But solid. Yeah, nice. Solid work. Solid Have you work. ever done that in the TRX? I guess you can't because it's permanent, uh, permanently four-wheel drive, so right? So why couldn't you do that? I don't know. I've seen a guy, uh, I don't know, what's the dude? Uh, of course you can do it. You said you saw a TRX ad? I, I, well, I did, they, I, I did because they took off the front drive line. Oh, well, that's stupid. There's other ways to do that. Uh, so anyway, uh, from there, we, uh, we headed uh, down. Our next day was uh, Springfield, Illinois. So, uh, so on the trip, uh, we took another photo shoot down by the arch. We got right on the water, which was super cool. And uh, what's forgive me for a dumb question again? What's down there? Is it very touristy? Is a t-shirt stand? No, but no. What's by on the, the water? No, by boats? the water, it's a park with like a brick. The the, the, the like a walkway. The beach? No, the beach is brick, and it just kind of flows in. So I see. sometimes it's underwater, sometimes it's not. Uh, we st- we stopped in uh, I guess the town of Pacific, 
where there was a bunch of Bigfoots on display. I guess uh, Chandler's shop is somewhere in Missouri nearby. And so uh, there were he more. He means Bigfoot the monster truck. Yeah, Bigfoot the monster truck. So there was one right across the street from the police station. So he took a, a shot there. And then uh, Dave decided that he needed to redeem himself from his morning burnout, did a four-wheel drive burnout in, in the Jeepster in front of the big Bigfoot at the <laughs> supermarket across the street. That's a cool photo. Yeah, that's uh, Bigfoot in the uh, in the background uh, with a lot of smoke Sorry. in say, front of Say it again. That's, the big, that's Bigfoot in the background. That's a huge burnout uh, with the smoke billowing in front of Bigfoot uh, in the background. From there, we moved on to uh, the world-famous second-largest rocking chair. Yes, world there's one famous, bigger. World, what's that? World famous second largest so, rocking chair. So I've actually been to the first, if you can believe that. Oh my God! Look at it, dwarf your Jeep Wagoneer. Yeah, uh, Grand Wagoneer. Oh, sorry, Grand Wagoneer. My apologies. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's like a 25 foot tall uh, rocking chair. It is three stories tall. So the town of Casey, Illinois, actually has the Guinness Book of World Record. And Tell when me I, you can sit in it. Tell when, me you can oh, sit. Oh, I in have it. no. I'm sure people try and climb okay. up there. My daughter and I, on our last road trip across America, we found the big one. So I'm like, I laughed when people are like, we're going to the second biggest rocking chair. And I'm like, wait, I've been to the first biggest one. This isn't that big of a deal, right? Uh, there's a little general store there and stuff. So that was pretty cool. But Can then, you buy miniatures of the rocking chair? Uh, I, I have no idea. I thought you, you went call into them the up and be the marketing guy. Listen, our next stop was Uranus, Missouri. So much like Burma Shave is a series of signs leading up to the driveway like, we'll pack your fudge. Uranus Fudge Factory. We'll grab your nuts. No ifs, ands, or buts. <laughs> and there is the uh, new uh, miniature golf course they recently opened up called the Putt Pirates, where their uh, signage says, Putt Pirates now open. Come sink some balls in Uranus. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. Wait, wait, they it, can get rid of no, get, get away with that. No, it gets, it gets better. This you is, could not do that in Southern California. Inside, sadly. Inside, their signage says, Our world famous fudge is our number two because our customers are number one. <laughs> and also, check out of Uranus. Uh, on the t shirt rack, it says, Size matters in Uranus. If we don't have your size here, we have it in the back. Tell me you bought me a shirt, please. And there's here's for the a, love of all things that are holy. Tell me you bought me a Uranus Fudge Factory I didn't, but they're Uranus Fudge Factory. The best fudge comes from Uranus. Uranus, Missouri, or the Uranus Fudge Packers Union. Uranus, Missouri. Fudge Packers Union proudly packing fudge Uranus since 2015. Uh, If you guys want to check out the Fudge Packers at Uranus, it's UranusMissouri.com. And when you walk in... Welcome to Uranus! (laughs) They literally shout to every customer as they walk in, Welcome to Uranus. And you know what would be funny if uh, if some state official deemed it <coughs> Uranus in, 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 inappropriate. No, no, no. Said it. We live in Uranus. Pronounce it appropriately. Uh, there, it's a one way to walk through the shop. So it's a T-shirt and novelties. But wait also a minute. Candy. You're saying that Uranus is it says is exit entr- to the right. There's only one way out of Uranus <laughs> through the rear. That's <laughs> a sign it, there. Yeah. I'm just I'm reading the sign. <laughs> I knew it. And then this dude. Um, uh, of course, we got I Love Uranus stickers. This dude was wearing straight out of Uranus, uh, oh, like NWA that's style. That's great. Parent advisory lyrics uh, on his shirt. And this lady was like the head Uranus yeller. So I asked her, I'm like, I got to I gotta have a clean, you know, your version of it. Mm-hmm. Oh, by the way, if you spend over $20, you get Uranus Examiner, which is their newspaper. And they also have stickers for Uranus Dental and Proctology Clinic, <laughs> which is hilarious. The best cavity search in town. How did you not get me a tchotchke? <laughs> That will never get old. <laughs> never, ever. It's so amazing. I'm so offended you did not get me a shirt oh. or a flag or a button. Uh, I I know I should have. 
I just you I was really that, that's I was disappointing. So, I was so enthralled. And then we passed by uh, the world's largest gift store, <laughs> which is uh, okay. a massive store, like twelve warehouses big, full of crap. And again, the Jeep Grand Wagoneer it's sitting dwarfed. in the front, it just it's a speck. <laughs> which and by the way, if you see one in person, they are massive. Right. They are they are absolutely massive. How much is it it's about the size of a suburban, right? It's uh yeah, so it's a this between a suburban and Yukon, but they also have the L version, which is like another foot and a half longer. <sighs> All right, so here is the Grand Wagoneer in front of uh, let me see. I can't read it here. So this is a uh, oh, fireworks, everyday specials. <laughs> so Anyway, at that point, uh, we had uh, Route 66, Illinois Route 66. I love Route 66. I love Uranus and a Main Street USA 66 map uh, sticker on the back. I love Uranus. So it's we, awesome. <laughs> it, was, it, was so, it was so classic. So, uh, and then that night, we went to this, uh, this place for dinner in Ozark, and they throw hot rolls at you. Like, that's their thing. And uh, so they call it Throwed Rolls. I saw your Instagram post about this. Yeah. And I thought it was so funny because the guy walks around the backside of you and like you had a table of like seven or eight people. Yeah, you have to share and it's family style. And, and, he, and he's about, I don't know, 12 feet away and he just starts throwing rolls at random people into the air. So uh, the story behind the Throwed Rolls, according to the newspaper clipping on our table that was taped over uh, <laughs> to keep it protected from gravy, I guess. People have asked many times, how did you start throwing rolls? Well, to make a long story short, necessity. In 1976, while still in our old building, I would try to pass out our hot rolls in the traditional manner. You know, real nice, like by saying, would you care for a hot roll? This was really awkward and uncomfortable for me. So on an extremely busy day, when getting through the lunch hour crowd was impossible, a customer said, just throw me the effing thing. I did, and everybody else joined in. We started throwing rolls May 26, 1976, and have continued ever since. This was more suited to my style. Uh, what was once a joke is now fun. They help uh, the atmosphere created, and the customers, for the most part, do too. We've never. I wonder how many times they hit people in the head. Well, it says uh, we have never been. I don't know the, the the things crinkled. It says nor ever will be a suit and tie joint. Uh, we prefer that you come hungry, leave full, and hopefully have a laugh or two. So that's a uh, Lambert's Cafe in, in Ozark. So that was a that was a pretty fun experience. It's a very Ozark's thing. Very Ozark's thing. Here's that the uh, roll video. So a dude's walking around hucking rolls at people and I catch him on the camera and I wave and holding the camera in one hand and my fist in the other, he turns around and lands a roll. Right in your face. Right there. And the, the dude's literally throwing a roll every five seconds. And then he goes get a, gets another hot pan, throws another roll. And he'll huck him 10 or 15 feet across the restaurant. Boom, caught right there. So just uh, just a fun, you know, kind of Route 66 thing. And, and we ended up that night, like I said, in, uh, in Springfield. All right, so uh, Jason and I are uh, here on day three. It's uh, morning. Uh, forgot to uh, finish our podcasting yesterday uh, where we ended up at a restaurant that throws you hot rolls. It's kind of like the Brazilian restaurant where it's family style and they ruin you with uh, bread. Yeah, it's kind of entertaining. The, the kid had a solid arm. You know, I saw him hit a few people, which was fun. His backhand was good. The behind-the-back stuff I, I thought was, was exceptional. But, uh, you know, uh, chicken fried steak and fried okra and all the good southern fixings and all that. So that was great for, uh, for dinner last night. And then uh, yesterday we left St. Louis uh, after some gnarly burnouts. Uh, we also went to Uranus. <laughs> Also, rivaling Uranus is the world's biggest Bass Pro Shop. It was um, amazing. So why is Bass Pro Shop the coolest ever? 
it had a boat store and a oh, aquarium. Yeah, don't they own, don't they is, own Tracker? This, yeah, this is the the corporate office. I mean, it was just there. Everywhere you look was like Bass Pro Shop heaven. And we got there with like forty five minutes till closing. So we completely uh, yeah, the whole place to yourself. No, packed. Oh, really? Packed. Oh my god. No, no, a gazillion people there. And we actually stayed at the Bass Pro Shops Hotel. No way. Yeah. yeah so our room was like an old fishing lodge, which was kind of That's cool. awesome. Yeah. So that was that was pretty cool. I so, love the decor. They spend so much attention to the decor. You just you get lost it's, in Bass Pro Shops. If you've never been, I'm sure you guys yeah, have all been. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Our yeah. guys have. Well, no, some I bet there's some a-hole metropolitan folk listening that have You just called our listener an a-hole? Uh, yeah, I think so. Oh, get to your geez. get to your local Bass Pro Shops. That would be truckshowpodcast at gmail.com. Once again, that's <laughs> truckshowpodcast at gmail.com. I'm telling you to go to a Bass Pro okay. Shop and experience the goodness. Pressing play now. So today we are off to uh, Joplin, uh, the Blue Whale for lunch. Uh, we're going to cut through Kansas. Uh, we got to get our Missouri sticker because we still haven't done that yet. Everybody's been sold out. What the heck? Uh, and then we are going to end up in Oklahoma City today, and I believe we're going to do some drag racing. So uh, don't tell anybody, but the uh, Grand Wagoneer we're in does not have. Blah blah. Really? Blah blah blah. Blah blah. Interesting. Embargo. 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 Uh, yeah, so there's some embargoed stuff in there. So uh, Lightning either uh, just uh, cut it or bleep it. Uh, we'll talk about that stuff later. Okay. All right. So uh, that was our our next day. Are we hearing audio from uh, every stop, basically? Every morning. Every morning. Every morning. We, gotcha. we did a quick, just a, like one or two minute. Just this is what we did. This was, so that way it would jog our minds and we would remember what the hell we did. All right. It is uh, day three of the uh, Nitto American Road Tour, and we are uh, just outside Springfield, Missouri. So Mel, yesterday. It was amazing. I really got a taste of Uranus. Oh, you did uh, yeah, yeah, That's yeah. Nice. <laughs> so, it, never, it never gets, gets old. old. Never no, gets it's old. hilarious. No. Awesome. Uh, Today we're at Gay Filling Station. This is the Gay Parita Filling Station off Route 66, and they are. That's the name, okay? Gay just, what? Gay Parita. If Gay Parita, it, it's actually a filling station, and it has this epic Route 66 sign painted in the middle of the highway, which we and it's a low travel road at that point, so you can park right next to it and get your. Vehicle cross Route 66. Very cool. So first you were deep in Uranus, and now you're at a, a, a gay filling station. No, no lightning. Gay Parita is the name of the filling station. I Just see. Let it, let it go. I see. Let it go. Let it go. Also have a thing inside that says the uh, there's a hand car wash that used to be here and had the best hand job in town. Oh, did it? Dude, this, this place is hilarious <laughs> with all of the uh, – all the Also true. <laughs> Incorrect <laughs> yes, <now. laughs> right. It's like uh, don't please, please people do not cancel Route sixty six. Yeah, so, <laughs> all right. So, what are we doing today? Uh, today we're going to be heading over, um, ending in Oklahoma City tonight, and we're going to have a drag, uh, run the drag strip out. That'll oh, be pretty hey. cool. Right. Uh, we're going to regroup at the Blue Whale, kind of a famous iconic spot out here. It's just gorgeous today. It's absolutely the weather. Beautiful. You can't for uh, you know the joke about yeah. Missouri is if you don't like the weather, wait five minutes. Yeah, but we've literally had every day has been absolutely yeah, fantastic. Yeah, we had a nice, we had a nice window in here. We just had a good time. So it's uh, we're getting getting through. The Cadillac's still driving good, so I'm I'm super happy. Uh, we'll see how long that lasts. <laughs> hey, so far so good. Looks yeah. like that thing's a cruiser. Oh, I love it. I hate to get rid of it, but it's already sold. <laughs> you sold that thing already? Yeah, I did. <laughs> sold it on the trip. No way. To, How? To one of the participants who said, Mel, when you're done, I want to buy that. <laughs> really? Yeah, hilarious. All right, so is this, uh, you're selling this so that you can uh, make room in the garage for your Roadrunner. 
Oh uh, yeah, we have the, we have that one, and, and uh, you know we're building a new new uh, new compound and all that good stuff. So it might it might cash is good. It might yeah, it might turn into a, a stove. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> all right, well uh, we're gonna get back out on Route 66. We'll see you out there. Okay, that sounds good. All right, so uh, we went through Ashgrove in the uh, Gay Parita Station, and we got our picture of the Grand Wagoneer. Uh, across the epic Route 66 thing, and then uh, sign in the road, and there was a group, a massive group of German tourists that would annoy us for the next like 150 miles. They were all on Harley Davidsons they had rented with like two minivan support vehicles, and we just kept stopping and passing, stopping and passing. Oh, so they're either in front sucks. of us, behind us, ahead of us, passing us. Oh, every photo, bunch of darn Germans out there. It's like get out of our way. So yeah. anyway, that that sucked. Um, and then we got out. Uh, there's this famous bridge we took uh, a picture on in uh, in a town called Miller, and a fly flew into the back of my throat and stuck <gasps> there. No, I oh, thought I was gonna die. No. It was it it. Oh, I could literally could not breathe, and was having trouble for like uh, I'm not kidding, 15 minutes. How did wait? How did the fly get in your? I mouth? just breathed it. You got outside, and there's flies everywhere because we're by a, we're over a river. There's just gnat and fly, and I was just drinking. <laughs> And like oh. my eye, I couldn't breathe. My oh. eyes watered. I couldn't catch my breath. Oh. I was choking. I almost vomited. Just like one of those big black flies. I don't know what like it a- was. I just know that it. I inhaled it. So Jason thought it was funny uh-huh. uh, to. Uh, how to did you get it out? Record uh, what uh, this is. What I sounded like during oh. that moment. Okay. <laughs> oh, I'm not kidding. I just breathed in a fly and <laughs> Route 66. If you uh, want to have your windows and <laughs> sunroof open like we do, <sighs> don't uh, don't breathe <clears throat> because it's so thick with bugs out here. You'll eat one in your lung. There's our uh, definitely in my lung holes. All right, <laughs> lung hole. Uh, signing off. Gonna go drink water. <laughs> your lung hole. That was 20 minutes of me choking on a fly. Oh, oh dude, it 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 took. It may have been half an hour before I could breathe proper again. Oh. Like I had, I must have had boogers coming out of my tear ducts. Yeah, blood shooting out of my ears. It was, it was. I'll never forget how horrible that moment was <laughs> in uh, in Miller. I uh, mean, I've breathed in a gnat, things like that, no. but not an entire fly. No, this was nasty, dude. It was, oh. it was super gross. Uh, so then we kind of cruised around. Uh, original. Uh, did you end Avila? up swallowing it? Like, how did you get rid of I it? I don't know. What do you mean you don't know? I, I don't know. I don't know what you, happened you to it. You either coughed it out either, or you I, swallowed I, it. Either way. I have no idea. <laughs> I didn't taste it going in. I didn't taste it going out. It just was there, uh. and then it took a long time to recover. <laughs> did you did you feel him like flying or like like trying to move around in there? I no. I just it was I, it was dude. I'm still. You're I have problems. I can tell you're scarred. Oh, dude, it, was, it hurt. I still remember that vaguely, and I thought. It felt like if somebody, you know, like when you usually have a gag ball in your mouth? No. Worse than that. No, I don't. Okay, I have no check. idea. Good, I was just checking. That okay. was, you see what I did there? <laughs> All right. So uh, as we continued on Route 66, we came across this junkyard with a brand new TRX that had burned to the ground. Ooh, I thought about you, so I took that picture. Oh, that is. Oh, it was white at one point. So it's white and then burned and then brown and then Yeah, gone. And rusty. And, and we, the, the whole nose of the truck is burnt. It looks like it was involved in a head-on collision because there's a lot of two-lane roads out there with crazy Ooh. drivers. Wow. Yeah, so- That's uh, tragic. That was bad. But no, right it, at, it Was the engine still there or no? 
yeah, everything was just, but it was all useless. So Toasty, yeah. then we stopped at a Carthage at the old 66 Drive-In Theater, which uh, is kind of an iconic spot. Would you just call it a Carthage? Carthage. It's the, uh, the town we were near. Okay. And they have this cool old Art Deco, uh, like little uh, ticket station in it and stuff like that. And so I guess they still Did use it. Did you stop to see a movie? No, because it was the uh, middle of the day. Oh, okay. Middle of the day. Uh, and then uh, we were going through Joplin, and who knew, but apparently there's a historic ma- uh, landmark of Bonnie and Clyde's garage apartment from 1933. It's still there. And you drive down the street, you wouldn't know it. Uh, it it's been remodeled, and it looks fairly modern. But uh, we stopped, and it said the Bonnie and Clyde garage apartment 1933. Clyde Barrow, Bonnie Parker, Buck, and Blanche Barrow, and W.D. Jones rented this apartment and holed up inside for several months. On April 13, 1933, law enforcement from Joplin Police Department and from Newton County seeking suspected bootleggers approached the dwelling. The outlaws opened fire on them, killing Joplin Detective Harry McGinnis and Newton County Constable J.W. Harriman. The Barrow gang escaped, leaving behind a roll of Kodak film that yielded the first publicly seen photographs of the infamous gang. And you're sitting there in somebody's neighborhood, and you're like, man, this happened like 90 years ago. That is really cool. Yeah, that's cool. Kind of immerse yourself in, uh, you know, in that history a little bit. So we we saw that on the map, and we're like, oh man, let's go see, uh, let's go see that. So it just looks like a little flat with a couple garages. You would never ever know. That's no. just a standard looking apartment. Yeah, there's no nothing about it other than the sign out yeah, front. Just you... co- covered in stone, you know, yeah. like those big like flagstones. What yeah. do you call them? Yeah. yeah. So anyway, yeah. that's where uh, Bonnie and Clyde had their uh, their shootout. So just kind the, of the, the famous shootout, or one of the what, shootouts. one of the shootouts. This right. I think this one is famous because of the fact that they had um, they shot a cop. Well, they killed uh, the cop and the and uh, the judge, but then also left the film behind because nobody had a visual of what they looked like. So I think they were able to use those on wanted posters and stuff. Ah. So anyway, that was that was pretty cool. Uh, and then we went through the town uh, that was inspired, uh, I guess, cars. So, like, the gas stations and stuff like that. Now, which town is this? Because I always thought that was out in Arizona. So, there's a lot of them. Okay. There's a bunch. You'll see it all throughout. But this one was in Galena. Um, Gal- and, Galena where? Yeah. So, this is uh, in uh, uh, Galena, and that would be Kansas. Okay. So, I always thought that John Lasseter from uh, Pixar d- was inspired by the spots in um, in Arizona. Yep. That, too. Okay. Yeah, there's, there's spots all over. Um, this one has had a, a, a great little tourist section. And then, like, the spot where you go through... Kansas, you're really just in like the corner of the state briefly, right? You're just it's 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 you're you're out of Missouri and you're into Oklahoma and you just have this little tiny square of Kansas and uh, it's you basically are like, hey, Kansas, and it says leaving Kansas, come again like ten miles later. Gotcha. So you cross that off the list. It's like being at the going through the four corners. But we found a Kansas sticker, so guess what got put on the uh, back of the old. Uh, uh, so guess what got put on the back of the old Grand Wagoneer? So we, we got that handled. And then we got to um, downtown, I believe, uh, Miami. So I had no idea. Wait, what? Miami, Oklahoma. Oh. I believe Miami is a um, uh, you know Native American name, term, whatever. So I didn't know that. Yeah. And then we uh, raced a train for a while on the side of Route 66, which was kind of fun. So lots of freight trains along the way. And we stopped at the Blue Whale, which is a famous uh, spot. Uh, with a giant blue whale, you can have ice cream and walk inside its mouth. So on this a lake. Is, looks like a uh, not a more of a pond than a lake, and it's a giant uh, stone blue whale with its mouth open. Is it concrete walk, or gunite? And or something you walk like that? inside and have lunch. Uh, no, we had ice cream. Ice cream. Ice cream. So they sell in the ice the cream in in the whale in the parking lot. Oh, in the parking lot. And then you walk lot. down to the whale. And what's in the whale? 
Uh, can you walk it, down into its belly? Yeah, you walk just in its mouth, and you just kind of can, I don't know, you just walk in the whale. It'd be cool if you could walk all the way down to its anus. I, listen, I don't make the <laughs> uh, jokes on the show, and I don't make uh, the whales. Uh. All right, so then we uh, went to Tulsa, Oklahoma, and so when you start getting to Oklahoma, there's some great uh, museums with trains on the side of the road and uh, oil towers and a lot of oil derricks and, and things that are sort of like a nod to uh, industry there. Mm-hmm. And then we met, I, I came across the most odd sign you will ever find on Route 66. And there's a lot of weird crap on Route 66. Paul McCartney stopped here on August 5th, 2008. And it's a sign on the side of the road in this rural area. And so you're thinking to yourself, Paul McCartney stopped here. Like, how how do you know? Was it publicized? Why like, was it significant? Why was it significant? Give me some information. And when you read this, you realize it's really thin on the facts. So the the hilarity of this of this sign is there's a few paragraphs at the bottom. It says, if you're Sir Paul McCartney, born June 18th, 1942, you take your girlfriend Nancy Chevelle, 47, on a Route 66 road trip in a green 1989 Ford Bronco. And below it says, their trip began July 31st, 2008, from Paul's holiday home in the Hamptons, New York. They joined Route 66 in Illinois, hoping to stay incognito, but that lasted only a couple of days. On August 5th, their journey brought them here to this road, Old Highway 66, just east of Arcadia, Oklahoma. And you're still wondering, why? What's the significance? Was there a parade? Keep reading. Was there a news It's got to be in there. Keep was reading. Was there... It, clearly, he stopped there for a reason. Right. What right? is it? Keep reading. It's, it's amazing because you're thinking, this sign, somebody put the effort in making this sign right here. And it's a good size and sign. It's a beautiful sign per- right on the professionally side. Professionally printed. Absolutely. Route 66. It, it has to be significant. Keep reading. I'm interested. Resident Toby Thompson was working outside when a Ford Bronco stopped and the driver asked him, is this old 66? After a few seconds, he realized who he was talking to. He had no pen, camera, or phone, so he simply verified yes that this was old 66 and told McCartney he was honored to meet him. They thanked him kindly and went on their way, staying overnight at the Skirvin Hotel downtown. Sightings of Sir Paul and his future bride, Nancy Chevelle, continued throughout the tour, allowing everyone involved to, quote-unquote, get their kicks on Route 66. That sign exists because the dude was mowing his lawn and a Bronco pulled up and goes, hey, are we in the right spot? That's it. That's, that's the only reason. That's pretty thin. Right? Yes. So you go off, the, you know, you're like, oh, we're going to go see the sign. We're going to stop and take pictures. And you read and you're like, oh. There's no significance. That- <laughs> that's it. Uh, huh. Anyway. And then uh, uh, continuing on, we get to uh, Arcadia and there's uh, a big... Like gas station called Pops, they have a giant uh, soda bottle, Coke bottle, like that's, sculpture. That's awesome. Can you imagine how many signs you could put up everywhere for people who just happened to pass through, but there was no real significant event that happened? Yeah, for sure, right? So we stopped at Pops, and this whole place is a restaurant and full of every soda pop you could ever imagine, all in bottles, all around. It's That was Can, pretty cool. You could buy them? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So you, there's a whole like- it's, All like one-off ones that also, you've never Ruth, heard of. I mean, stuff you've heard of, stuff you haven't heard of, uh, boutique stuff, Coke bottles, all the whole work, so- that was pretty cool. Then we ended up at Thunder Valley Raceway in Oklahoma and uh, spent the next uh, three hours just everybody dragging up and down, which uh, which was super cool. Just And, and, and why and how did the Wagoneer do? Um, I could tell you, but I can't tell you yet. What? Wait, wait. I can tell you with 95 degrees. Why can you not tell? Like, what's what's uh, embargoed well, you, about this? You'll find out later. Um, so I just does I it have like I a different drivetrain or something? I, different, lightning, different engine. What part of embargo? And I can't talk about this. Do you understand the part where I or don't can't understand play the embargo sound effect because you're Listen, plugged into my machine over here? Lighting. Let me just put it this way: mm-hmm. with me in it at 1,500 feet of elevation, 
95 degrees and 86% humidity with 60 or 70 pounds of uh, <coughs> ammo uh, fireworks in <laughs> luggage in the back. It did uh, 13.6 and a quarter mile at 101. Holy mackerel. That's all I can tell you. I can't tell you anything more than that. I don't even think I can tell you that. Jim Morrison's listening. He's going, well, you can't tell him that yet. You just did. Well, that's all he gets. I'm not telling anybody else anything more. I'm sorry, Jim, but it, people need to be impressed Interesting. as I am. I uh, hope you don't burn out that deal trying to get a new Jeep because he's he's listening and <sighs> he's going to know you're calling him for a deal. Well, we haven't talked about that yet. Mm. Maybe we don't we, we need aren't... to talk about that no. right now. I don't know if that's a, a thing or not. Well, maybe yet. it'll be a thing. Jim, uh, uh, Holman might be trying to get a new vehicle here soon, no, so no. be kind. Nope. Uh, 1369 at 101.35. Dude, that's fast. That's for, fast for, for a 6,800-pound vehicle yes. that had another three or 400 pounds in it? With 75 square inches of, of screens. screens. Oh. And like a 24-wave power seat with, with massage. Right. Let me tell you, most seat massagers suck. Everything you get in, it's air bladders that just like blow up and blow down. Blow this up one and... comes with actual no, small humans this that one... sit behind you and massage well, your Well, for that price it does. This right. one felt like a shiatsu where there's actually something moving behind there. Hmm. Dude, 10, 12 hours in the saddle, you're like, yep. Little I'm like- Oh, I need massage and now heat. Did it and massage- I'm like, ooh, massage and cool. Ooh, 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 just cool. Ooh, just heat. Oh, now, now, when you- <laughs> tell me you got a massage in your anus. I did not uh, <laughs> do that. I actually, no. Okay. <sighs> don't, don't, don't. I'm not the immature one here. All right, here we are at the. Uh- End of day three, and we're at Thunder Hill Valley Raceway Park, and uh, the uh, Nitto American Road Tour, our Route 66 troop. Uh, you can hear everybody in the background, by the way. They're talking trash right now. So everybody, they rented out the track, and everybody's doing quarter-mile times. And, uh, of course, all, the competition's starting to come out now. Uh, but uh, we just acquitted ourselves in the Grand Wagoneer that had uh, 50 pounds of luggage in the back and some uh, other things that we were bringing back. And uh, it broke 100 and uh, broke 14. So feeling pretty good about that. Uh, that thing rocks. So anyway, uh, we got a com- uh, see a Corvette from Hazard Fabworks is going up next. Uh, the guys at Curry uh, with their 392 have gone a bunch of times. The uh, Lauren Healy in his Bronco uh, ungeared <laughs> with 37s, I think. Uh, he went. The guys at a big C10. By the way, 38s. And when you put 38s on an ungeared Bronco, so slow. Oh really? Oh, too so slow. Yeah. And no three ninety two. We're in your wagoneer. Was it uh, in four wheel drive or no? It's always in all wheel drive. Oh, okay. Garage and their uh, killer, killer slam C ten. You guys may have seen it. It's uh, the mustard color one. Um, just, just absolutely awesome. And then uh, now those guys are taking their uh, their tow rig. All right here comes the uh, Corvette. Yeah, that sounds good. Borla exhaust. Oh, nice. Yeah. The attack. Yeah. So that's a 1205 at 113.57. All right, the guys uh, with Big Ten Garage have their brand new uh, tow rig. It's a Duramax 2500 crew cab 4x4, so they're up next. Then uh, Melvin Wade, uh, Mel Wade's son, has his Audi, uh, I guess an RS4 out here with the twin turbo V6, totally uh, acquitted himself. And some people out here, we got... Uh, uh, we thought he just drilled holes in his muffler and it was a piece of crap. Mm-hmm. Then he's like, no, dude, I got to tune in turbos. And da, da, da. We're like, yeah, shut up, Mel. You don't have that, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, he smoked everybody. Did he really? And it didn't break. So we're like, all right, fine. He's got something <laughs> going on under there. Yeah, dude, he beat the Corvette. No kidding. Yeah, he beat the C8 with the Audi. How did that uh, the, the uh, 2500 do? 
uh, that Chevy. I I, know, I didn't get a call for a Derringer tuner or an intake or exhaust. So. I know what those numbers are. Yeah, and he was a little bit low from what I thought, from what we've gotten of the year and stuff like that. Gotcha. Uh, red eye uh, challenger. I mean, there's just a bunch of cool. The, the best thing about this trip is just a good mix. But let's see what the uh, what the Duramax does here. By the way, it's 1,500 feet or so of elevation. They're uh, about 80% humidity right now. Wow. 95 degrees at 6 yeah. p.m. Wet. There you go. By the way, you can hear the fly has been out of my throat for a couple hours here because my voice is sort of sort of back. The Duramax. All right, so official time on the Duramax is what year was that? Sixteen two at eighty seven, which is super uh, super was, slow for that thing. That, that wasn't that wasn't an L five P. Brand new, was yep. it? it was L5P. brand new. Yep, L five P. Yeah, way low for that thing. It should have been up around ninety five, ninety seven, something like that. That exhaust note sounded. Uh, well, there's other things driving around too, so you can't just go off. But that off sounded that. very deleted. No. Mm-hmm. We've had those Duramaxes go a lot faster than that, so uh, that was his first run. I'm sure he's just getting the feels for it. So anyway, point being, it's been an awesome day out here uh, with the uh, with the guys over at Nitto on this event, and uh, Casey Curry was out here, and uh, his dad beat him in the uh, 392 on 40s, which Burn. is hilarious. Dude, Burn they when your were, dad beats oh, you. Dude, they just couldn't stop going back and forth. Oh, oh it was amazing. That's- all right, Casey, what's it feel like to have your dad beat you, and are we going to be here all night until you beat him? Definitely going again, that's for sure. <laughs> All right, Ray, are you going to uh, let this stand, or uh, are you just going to uh, fight to the uh, the bitter death here? Yeah, well, it turns out I don't even need to get back in the truck at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Lightning, sorry, you can't be out here to experience this because it's uh, pretty damn red. Yeah, I'm not allowed at any rad events. You know what's awesome is just hearing the father and son. Like they're like, oh, I don't even have to get back in because I beat him so hard. Oh, dude, it, it was it was great. It was it was fun to have that uh, that family dynamic uh, on the trip. And you know, Casey was in his uh, his Camaro, and his dad was in the 392, and it was just it was it was all bonkers. It was all bonkers, but but super rad. So the next morning, um, actually, we were driving home from that, and we got a flat. Wow! In the absolute worst place in Oklahoma City, uh, we picked up a uh, big, long uh, Phillips and uh, flathead drill bit for like your driver, your Milwaukee driver, on the freeway. Oh. And so uh, if anybody in Oklahoma City dropped that off of your truck, we found it for you. Wait a minute. You got the actual bit, not not the Phillips screw, but the bit. The big, long bit that you put in it was in our tire. Holy crap. So uh, shout out to, I think that's going to leave like a full eighth inch hole or more. It was a big hole. We got it patched at Discount Tire. So for those of you who don't know, Discount Tire patches for free. Anybody who comes in with a flat tire, uh, just just part of their their deal. So So standard like a plug? No, no, no. I'm just saying it's free. If you ever have a flat tire, go to Discount Tire. They'll replace it for free. A lot of people don't know that. Because they want to build that relationship so when you get your next set of tires, you buy them from them. So okay. any, whether you're a customer or not, all flats are repaired free as long as they're repairable. Ours is in the so trash. They, so they, do they charge you for the mountain balance? Everything is free. Everything is free. Everything is free. Oh. I was like, hey, thank, thanks for coming. So Tyler over there got Damn. us. We, we got an appointment the night before. So the first thing in the morning, Jason and I went to care of that and got the uh, the waggy back on the road. The only thing I'll say is the waggy did not have a beautiful wheel for a matching spare. Mm. That kind of money, you'd expect a matching spare. Uh, they gave us the 18-inch wheel off the off-road package that was just uh, unpainted aluminum. And it was, you know, looks kind of goofy. Yeah, that doesn't yeah. match at all. You know, if you're going to b- b- spend that kind of money, just put a regular, you know, matching spare. That that's all. That looks like something that came off like an old uh, 92 Toyota. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's not it's not beautiful. I mean, it's not meant to be because it's the spare, but at the same time, it's like, well, 
you know, I spent that kind of money. I, I, you know, I think it deserve a. Uh, what does that truck even go for? The Jeep, the the Jeep Grand Wagoneer. One eighteen. One eighteen. Yeah, fully loaded. Our version of it. <sighs> yep. Yep. It's not. Uh, and it came with that spare. Not super. Uh, not super cheap. One eighteen for a Jeep. And then uh, the next day we held. We. Uh, Headed off to, uh, I believe, from Springfield to El Reno, uh, Texas, and I think because of our morning, we didn't get any uh, any recording or, or audio with Mel. We were kind of on our own that next day, catching up. Uh, we did happen to go by the uh, Thomas P. Stafford Airport, and they had a really cool museum, uh, Air and Space Museum, which we stopped at briefly. And out front was an A10 Warthog. So we got a picture of the Grand Wagoneer with an oh, A10. Yeah. yeah, that's cool. They're so much uglier in person. Oh, <laughs> just it looks like a truck. But it's got you know it's got the mouth with the teeth painted yeah. on the nose and the big old uh, Gatling I gun. I don't think that plane is that ugly. Oh, so badass. So uh, we got to check that out and uh, that the cockpit sits really no. proud, really really high up. And the uh, the pilot sits in a titanium bathtub uh, that's bulletproof from ground fire since they are, are a a plane that helps troops on the ground. Okay. So, uh, and all I got to say for all you A10 fans out there, brap. Have you ever heard of A10? No. Oh, dude, it's it's. You watch videos of an A10 shooting its gun, uh-huh. and it has got to be the most scary thing. If you are, is that because it's like a it's like a chain gun, like yeah, it's a Gatling gun, and it's coming at you at several hundred miles an hour, blasting the enemy. If I've seen dudes who are like calling the A10, and then you hear it coming, and you're like. Yeah, I don't want to be on the receiving end. Uh, this is what an A-10 sounds like when it fires. <laughs> oh, my God. Dude, that's where they mow down forests. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine that coming oh. from the sky? And then you hear the plane, it drops a bomb after it just shot <laughs> depleted uranium tip bullets at you? Yeah. Oh my gosh! Uh, anyway, so. I just receded back to my Uranus. <laughs> yeah, you definitely crawled up your cavity. Uh, so anyway, that was uh, that was cool to see uh, see the A10, uh, and then we uh, headed to uh, there's a museum called the Route 66 Museum. There's a bunch of them along the way. Uh, this one was pretty cool. Uh, I was able to find myself a Burma Shave sign, so I was pretty happy with that. And we stopped off in Elk City at the uh, also the Route 66 National Museum, uh, which is definitely worth a stop. And uh, you know. Uh, met everybody finally at Shamrock, and Shamrock reminds you of Disneyland Cars Land. It's a service station that's super Art Deco. This is this is right. I've never seen anything so Cars. Yeah, right. That has to be out of Cars. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Well, it was it inspired Cars. It has to be. Because, yeah. No. Yeah, this, this, I've this seen one, that in Cars. Yeah. So this is the uh, Shamrock Conoco Station, and and uh, like I said, very Art Deco, very cool. Uh, and uh, Dave and his wife were uh, hanging strong in the Jeepster through 95 degrees and no top the entire way, and it was absolutely amazing. They had to be so burnt. Oh yeah, they were they were crispy. And then in a in Groom, Texas, um, or actually I guess it would be Britain, Texas. There's a famous water tower that leans. It looks like it's going to fall over. So of course we had to stop and get our our photo there. Take too. a look at yeah, it's leaning tower pizza. B- big pizza. Old, yeah, pizza. big old uh, leaning uh, leaning water tower there. So. That's a good landmark. And where we ended up was at the Big Texan Steak Ranch, where uh, they have the home of the free 72-ounce steak. Free? If you can eat it all. Oh, it's free. It's free. Yeah, there's burgers and burritos I've seen like that. Where, uh, yeah, so this you is, can eat the whole thing. They, I guess Man vs. Food did it there. Uh, and so They have it. It's a live stream. 
cameras and everything. You have an hour. So Jason, I go, hey, can we see the contract for that? So the steak, so this is how they get you. It's sirloin. So it's not a, a fatty cut. So it's a lot of meat. It's not just extra weight. And it's it's only like 85 bucks to take the challenge if you don't do it. Mm-hmm. But you have to eat all your sides too. So Oh my God. Oh dude, it was and two people tried it and both people looked like they were going to die. Um but they I wonder if Joey Chestnut could do it. So there's a I think they said the record for women was this little Asian lady who weighed like a hundred pounds and she ate it in like four minutes or something like that. So oh my some God. ridiculous okay. number like it was just it, it's all it's on their YouTube channel, but it says uh, here are the rules. So in case you've ever wondered what the free seventy two steak dinner rules are, uh entire meal must be completed in one hour. If any of the meal is not consumed, swallowed, you lose. Before the time starts, we'll be allowed to cut into the steak and take one bite. If the steak tastes good and is cooked to your satisfaction, we'll start the time. Uh, the time will not stop, and the contest is on. So make sure that uh, you know. Make sure before you say yes. Uh, three. Once you've started, you're not allowed to stand up, leave your table, or have anyone else touch the meal. You'll be disqualified if anyone assists you in cutting, preparing, or eating of your meal. This is your contest. You don't have to eat the fat, but we will judge this. <laughs> you should uh, should you become ill, the contest is over. You lose. Please use the container provided, and they have a trash can with a bag in it for you to puke up and everything. And so the the it's a mezzanine style restaurant with a floor, and the upstairs has tables all around the the, the railing. So when someone does it, everyone watches. And downstairs, it's on a stage that's elevated about five feet above everybody else. So you are watching it. So if that person pukes. You may not enjoy your, your steak dinner. It says uh, you're required to pay the full amount up front. If you win, you'll re- get a refund. You sit at the table they assign. If you don't win the steak challenge, you're welcome to take the leftovers home. And no consumption or sharing of leftovers is allowed in the restaurant once the contest is over. So uh, that's you got to sign it, and uh, that's that's the deal. That really is a contract. I'm looking at it. No, it's, <laughs> it's, it's a it's paper crazy. contract. But it's just funny. They, uh, right. The world fame, this is, uh, this is what that looks like uh, with my hand next to it. Just so you can get a, a sense of of scale, uh, they have one in a, like a ice box out front. Mm-hmm. Just so you can see how big the steak is, it's like twice the size of my hand. Yeah, that's that's pretty good size. That's too much meat to be in your gullet all oh, at once. Dude, that's a lot. I mean, literally, yeah. the people who were trying that, dude, it it was rough. It was rough. So after dinner, we headed over to the famous Cadillac Ranch. Just outside uh, Amarillo, Texas. That is the Cadillacs that are all buried sticking up at a uh, 20 degree angle, right? Yep. With their asses in the air. Yep. Like they just don't care. Yep. And there is Holman. Are you spray painting one? Is yeah, everybody gets spray paint. You spray paint on there, and there's the spray paint is so old, it's like six oh, inches thick. Holman, that's what she said. It's and Holman so is people cut it out. Spray painting a wiener. Wait. A, a wiener and another wiener and another wiener. This is my 3D one on the differential yeah. of and one of the Cadillacs. And another wiener. And this lady, oh, here's another one. And another wiener. And this lady. Come, and another oh, wiener. And a family that took a picture right next to it. They took their family photo right before right the next, next to my your, fresh Right next to your wiener. wiener. And uh, this lady goes, <laughs> what are you, 12? And so somebody on the trip looks at her and goes, he's actually 10. And uh, I said, you talking to me? She goes, why do you have to put that everywhere? I go, you can't control my expression of art. And uh, she went away mad. So keep in mind. My expression of art. These are multicolored Cadillacs, right? Like every hue and they're they're, they're splotchy and and mottled. Thick with paint. And thick with paint. So what she she had a can of white spray paint. So what does this idiot do? She spray painted over. She sprays over it, making a white canvas for me to follow up and then make bigger, more glorious ones. Did you? Yes. Yes, I did. That's crappy. What's wrong with her? Listen, look, this is the one on the end. What do you see in the trunk? 
well, you need to hold it closer to me. Uh, what do I see in the... Nothing, right? Yeah, there's nothing in the oh, trunk. Well, it's that's... empty. Yeah. Right. Oh, oh, it's a perfect canvas for <laughs> oh, Roman, yeah, for so, Roman to climb up so there and do some, a wiener. Somebody <laughs> d- dared me to climb up on top of it, yeah. and there you go. And, oh, my <laughs> God. Is that You did the whole yeah. trunk. That is very artistic, <laughs> and those nuts are massive. And it was funny because I saw some other photos from that day, and uh-huh. people have no idea, and here it is, this big old... Just that phallic. is epic, and I'm sure someone's going to cover that up. Oh, it's, it's, it's uh, covered now. Because of my kids don't yeah, yeah, like yeah. that. It's, it's, it's clearly covered now, but uh, there were people that were, were snickering and laughing. I mean, listen, for all time, I'll never give up that photo. That's a great photo. <laughs> that is a no, one, one limp wiener. That will be on the – no, it's an elephant. And it that is will, an elephant, yes. That will be a part of Cadillac Ranch forever. It won't be. It's already since painted over. Right, but it's in there. Oh, yeah, you're right. I've left my mark. It's a few layers in there, yes. And, of course, I passed a Whataburger, and I posted on my Instagram, nope. And I had so many people (laughs) respond. It was so funny. And they all hate Whataburger also. So I thought that was was pretty funny. All right, so uh, day five, we uh, hit the uh, midpoint of Route 66 uh, in a uh, town called Adrian. And uh, there's actually painted on the road is across the road says the midpoint. Mm. And so, uh, did you stand at the midpoint and say, "Yo, Adrian"? I did not do that. Oh, no. that would have been uh, funny. And shortly after that, we went through uh, New Mexico with some massive uh, thunderstorms. The first storms of the trip were uh, were heading our way, and at this point, we had uh, Kansas, New Mexico, Oklahoma, Adrian, Texas, Illinois, Route 66, uh, Missouri. Uh, I love Route 66 on one side, and then the other side was we made it halfway, Adrian, Texas. Uh, the Big Texan, uh, an America sticker, Cadillac Ranch sticker, Thunder Valley uh, Raceway sticker, I Love Uranus, Oki, and Main Street <laughs> USA. So we were starting to uh, you know, uh, look like we'd been on the road and smell like we'd been on the road for several days. Uh, and You so, were showering, I assume, at these four well, seasons. Yeah, well, we just did. It's four, listen, uh, you had one air night. conditioning the whole time. One night. Uh, in Tucumcari, there was some really cool uh, artwork uh, on the side of the road. Um, I actually saw a ton of Dr. Pepper stuff along the way. We went to a cool museum, and then we found on the side of the road were those giant um, dump trucks that that they use on like uh, gold mines and stuff. Oh, the huge like four story tall ones. Apparently, the uh, <gasps> state oh. transportation department didn't finish up some permits, so four of them were on the side of the road <gasps> waiting for the permits. So, we oh, these are just these. These are just the, the dump bed. The dump bed of yeah. the dump truck on which, a trailer. By the way, you could put. Two Jeep Grand Wagoneers in each one easily. Uh, Maybe I four. Would say four, yeah, yeah. probably four. Oh, the, t- tell me you got out and crawled in them. No, we couldn't get into them, but we did. They're we, too tall? We went around it. So the thing that sucks is today, this day was the roughest. Uh, I-40 had a fatal accident was closed for six hours. Mm. So this is where I got chased by the cops. Got chased by the cops? Yeah. So we, uh, I, I went on Onyx and mapped a way to get around, but it was on this really soupy dirt road. And, of course, we had 22 and street tires, but we decided to go. All-wheel drive. We, all-wheel drive. We locked it in four high. We did, you know, had it in uh, in mud mode. And amazingly enough, the uh, the Wagoneer took it and, and kicked butt, and we got there. And then we were going to get to this road that paralleled the freeway, and the cops were up there turning everybody around. Well, apparently someone in our group cut the barbed wire and jumped on the freeway. Oh. And so he was very pissed off at anybody, even the, uh, the the Indians that were off the reservation near there. They were all trying to get through, and he was turning everybody around. So I'm, I talked to an Indian, and he said, I said, hey, there's an Indian road here for the reservation. Can I get through here? And he's like, yeah, go this way, do this, and you'll pop up. So we tried to parallel. We came to a V. The cop saw me, turned on his lights and sirens, and chased us to meet us. 
And at about 200 yards short of him, I just turned around and then he turned off his lights and went back to his post. Meanwhile, four people snuck in the gate behind him when he went to chase me. So we got stuck, and all of our guys were like, dude, you totally decoyed him. We all got on the freeway. We're like, oh, man. <laughs> where, where, yeah. where, where? So, so what did you have to do? How long were you waiting? Uh, hours. So we went, uh, so, well, this whole thing was over a couple hours. So we went further south, and we were, were making it through the mud and everything, and we came into a giant mud slog over a rise and got the wagoneer stuck, like stuck, stuck, like dead in the water. So uh, thankfully, the guys uh, from Big Ten Garage had their Duramax, so they unhooked it from the trailer. Uh, they were going off-roading with us with the trailer, and they uh, yanked me out, and so we had to backtrack all they the way. Had, they had a winch or a toe strap? Just or a what? strap, yeah. Okay. So they yanked me out, and then we had to drive back, and then um, just that just cost us just an incredible amount of time. But by the time we got back, we were hit by a massive thunderstorm, and washed off most of the mud, except for the stuff in the wheels that made it uh, shaking unbalanced for the next day <laughs> until we could find a car wash. Uh, and then we got it back on the freeway. So we didn't get back into, um, I guess it would have been Hallbrook, Arizona, until really late that night. Uh, but it was interesting. Uh, one of the features on the Grand Wagoneer is the night vision. And so in the rainstorm of the pouring rain, I had the night vision on. I could see the trucks in front of me and the road and all that. So wow. you can see here the, uh, the night vision on the dash. So there's a thermal camera on the grill of that thing, and it shows oh up. Oh my gosh! So, so on your uh, your, it's your like a black and white your image instrument cluster. Yeah, it is black and white, and it's uh, everything white is hot. So you, you just follow the cars. Just exactly what you'd expect. It's yep. night vision yep. on your dashboard so, of what's in front of you, which is uh, huh. which is super cool. So uh, yeah, so we made it to uh, to Holbrook, and then um, that day we went to uh, we started the next morning at the uh, I guess it would have been the wigwam. Where all the like the teepees are, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. we took pictures in the hotel parking lot of that famous uh, attraction, uh, and then there were a bunch of like touristy things, um, you know, uh, roadside attractions, just things to, to grab you in. And I found an old Ford GPW on the side of the road, which was su- super cool there. Uh, and then uh, we made it to Winslow, Arizona, where we had a chance to stand on the corner. Oh wow! You massive Route 66 sign painted on the street. Yeah, right at the corner Huge. in Winslow, Arizona. So. Uh, that was on our way to uh, Kingman from Hallbrook the next morning. Uh, so, yeah, so we did that. And so everybody has to stop there and, you know, hang out. Uh, and then there's a, a, you know, the world's biggest, I don't know, it was like an arrowhead on the side of the road. That was an be, arrow, not just the arrowhead. Yeah, it's the you, entire arrow. It used to be, a, I guess, a service station. It stuck into the ground as if it had fallen from the sky. And then in uh, uh, near Williams is the Grand Canyon Caverns. Mm-hmm. And so we stopped there and did a tour of the caverns. <gasps> I've never been in there. I've been to Williams, but not in the caverns. So How, that, are they that, cool? Yeah, that was the same place I went on the Center Force tour, uh, trip uh, a few months ago. Yeah. So I basically got to see it again, which was cool. And tell me about Still it. Still as cool as it was two months have ago. Have you been in um, Mitchell Caverns? You didn't yeah. go. Well, yeah, you I, did. I didn't go on this trip, but yes. But you have been. And yeah. how do they compare to Mitchell Caverns? It's just different. It's different. But not better or worse. Just not different. better. Not better or worse. Just different. Okay. And then there's the uh, we stopped at the Hackberry uh, General Store, which is a, a spot that is pretty famous along the way, uh, and uh, in eventually made it to Kingman. Oh, uh, in Antares, we saw the. Uh, it's a giant head. It's called um, a head of what? The what home mean? of Gianticus Hedicus. And it looks like a big, like, Easter Island concrete head on the side of the road. It's That's exactly what it is. Yeah. Easter Painted, Island head in green, in, in bright green. green. Yeah. Giganticus Hedicus. And then uh, Diesel, please read this number for me. This was a legitimate Chevron station in Kingman. Diesel is $9.99 and nine-tenths. 
<laughs> Whoa. Yeah. That hurts. Yeah. So that, that was a moment there. Um, and then we had- but wait uh, a minute. Who was filling up with diesel? Yours the- No, no, no. I just saw the prices oh, and I, I was it. like, holy crap. So we, oh. t- we talked to the guy about it and we're like, hey, what's the- He goes, I, I don't sell enough diesel on a regular basis. I have to buy a whole uh, tanker. I can't just buy what I need. And so the only way I can afford it with the holding costs is to buy a whole tanker. And unfortunately, that this is the price. And, you know, it covers my costs and with the people that come and pay it. It's right mm. next to the 40. So oh. you're just sitting there and you're like, oh, 10 dude. bucks a gallon. Yeah. So then we were in uh, we were in Kingman that night. I think I have audio from that. I'm not 100% sure. The audio gets sketchy at this point because we were tired. <laughs> and like, I can understand you that. Just, at the end of the day, you're like, did I record something today? No, I've done that. Hard to fault you for that. So. All right, Bill, this is uh, day, I don't know, seven? Yeah, we're getting close to the end. <laughs> All right, so we didn't talk yesterday, so uh, so what did we do yesterday, and then what are we going to do today? Okay, yesterday we left Holbrook and went through, uh, we got to see some cool stuff down there, standing on the corner of Winslow, Arizona. That was cool. Got to see the, the uh, TB Hotel right there, uh, up through uh, Cape, um, Flagstaff, which is actually really cool. That's kind of the birth of the Muffler Man, believe it or not. There was a cafe there that they had uh, somebody in Venice, California, um, make this mold for a big old giant Paul Bunyan. And so they named it Paul Bunyan Cafe. I guess they got sued by somebody. They couldn't do that. They named it Lumberjack <laughs> Cafe. Anyways, they had this big old giant mold. That's what people started buying and putting mufflers and hot dogs and spaceships <laughs> and everything on. So that was kind of a cool spot. They have a little invitation one there right now. But I drove very past there, went through Williams, had some, uh, enjoyed Williams. One of, the, one of the nicest towns on Route 66. Yeah, it was a cool place. Yeah, mount, mountain mountain high. Uh, you know, it's like 6,000 feet and uh, gives a really homey feel and a very uh, lively town, not necessarily a ghost town. Uh, through there, we went through some ghost town stuff, so Ligman, uh, and then over to Grand Canyon uh caverns which is most people just bypass that never see it pretty cool yeah lightning mm-hmm. that's a great story because the guy who found it found it on accident and that's where the term dope on a rope was coined okay and also he thought he found the only place in the world where diamond uh, silver and gold was in the same cave which yeah. of course is not what happened so no. it's it's this interesting place yeah so that, that was neat to be able to take everybody there and then uh, a couple little neat spots we ended right here in kingman uh, this morning, we're uh, going to go uh, enjoy some of Arizona's freedoms. Uh, this is kind of my backyard right now. He's talking about uh, firearms. Pew, I pew. Yeah, firearms. Say. And, and uh, what about fireworks? No? Pew, pew. Oh, okay. Uh, we've moved out here the last couple of years. Still back in Fort California. But I have some buddies lined up for this morning. We're going to hit Old Town Kingman, which is actually a really nice... Uh, for Route 66, is one of the most beautiful spots. They really cater into it. They have some cafes down there, some pizza places, and uh, and a cool uh, museum right there. After that, we're going to hit 66. I got some stuff lined up. I got uh, one of my good uh, uh, buddies out here, High Desert Heat, is going to bring out some fully auto uh, firearms uh, and let us shoot some at the range. The Amen. Yeah. So freedom. <laughs> Let freedom ring. America. America. <laughs> so after that, we're gonna hit Oatman, uh, the ghost town, uh, right behind where we live. Uh, sit, everybody, check that out. There'll be wild donkeys walking around. Super cool. And then we're gonna end up in uh, on. It's all on 66. End up on uh, Topak, which they have a really bitchin' if you haven't been there. It's on the Colorado River. You can pull your boats up. You can ride your uh, your Harley's there. Your cars. On 66, probably have a late lunch there. And then we have some boats lined up to take us into Havasu. We'll have the drivers take the cars to Havasu. Uh, we're staying at the Holiday Inn Express there tonight. Uh, have a kind of a somewhat of a 
kind of a victory party. We start to scatter towards the end of these events. Sure, yeah. So you don't want to do something on the last night because yeah. half the people aren't even there. Yeah. So second to last night is usually the best. Fortunately, fortunately for us, we're driving home, so yeah. we're, we're here for the long run. Yeah, but everybody, everybody towards the end starting to figure out, oh, i got to get back to work. It's yeah. three days. So we'll enjoy yourself today. It's kind of the, that survivor party. Tomorrow we're going to hit Route 66 back. Most of it, unfortunately, is closed and washed out yeah. on the California side. Uh, not enough money to fix roads over, over in California. Uh, so then uh, we'll end up dropping down down the hill. We'll try to take Foothill and all that stuff into uh, Route 66 as far, best we can. Into Santa Monica, uh, group pitcher on the pier, hopefully. And then uh, whoever's left, if we still have some daylight, we'll probably cruise down to Neptune's Nest and uh, enjoy the, the Malibu coast. All right. Well, uh, sounds like an awesome plan. So far, this has been a crazy good trip. And uh, we've got to thank Nitto for uh, sponsoring it. And, yeah, I really got to. you for putting it together. I really got to thank Nitto. Nitto's been such a great brand partner. Uh, they really are uh, an enthusiast company. Um, you know, they come up with an idea. I come up with ideas, and I say, "Hey, would you like to do this?" Yeah, let's do this. They really support the enthusiasts. These people, you know, they um, they get it. They want, well, they want they want the best product. So we're out there. You know, these, these supercars have uh, nittos on them, uh, to Jeeps, to everything else. Yep. Uh, I actually really been happy with this Cadillac I've been driving. We put twenties on it. I was kind of concerned about putting twenties on it, but man, it's smooth. I, I think I had the smoothest ride out of everybody. Uh, being a boat, especially. We well, got nittos on my F one hundred. So if it ever ran again i would be uh i'd be good to go well maybe when we have grandkids uh, <laughs> yeah, be- yeah, something like that right <laughs> not too far away from that <laughs> neither are <laughs> thank you guys all right brother so listen to this cool binary trigger mm-hmm. that was that was fun this one was more fun. It was uh, Jason shooting uh, Mel's uh, Barrett 50 cal. $5 a shot. Boom, ching. Yeah, I don't, I don't think the ching was from uh, Jason's shot. I think it was, some, I think it was the uh, brass hitting something on the uh, table. Oh, really? But uh, that was pretty cool. So in case you don't know, that's the size of a 50 caliber in my hand. That is bigger than your middle finger by yeah, a lot. an inch and a half. Yeah. Woo. Yeah, so that's what we were shooting. Um, so yeah, so we went out to the range. So that what was, kind of kick does that have? Oh, uh, if you think a shotgun has a kick, it's ten times that. D- can it dislodge your shoulder? Uh, yeah, I'm sure if you don't hold it right, you could probably do some damage. Mm. And then we went into the uh, town of Oatman. A lot of you will remember Oatman because there's a bunch of donkeys that cruise around there. There was this uh, old lady who was a shopkeeper who taught the donkey to dance, and it walked. It, this donkey is apparently the head of the herd. It has a heart on its butt, and its name is Ollie, or for uh, Oliver. Mm-hmm. And I got this video of her making it kiss her and dance. What? Dance in the alley. Dance in the alley. So she would move her left foot in and her right foot out and her right foot in and her left foot out, and the donkey would do the same with his front. <laughs> we can do this. You can hear his hoofs. <laughs> More kisses for me. Oh, sure enough. There's a donkey. <laughs> oh, he's cute. So she wrangled him and pushed him out of her shop, and uh, there's donkeys everywhere. It's a fun little town. There's a lot of tchotchkes and things like that, and uh, you can buy feed, and the donkeys just kind of hang out all day. And um, It was actually pretty cool. Here is one uh, coming up to our car. Oh, that's a great shot. His <laughs> ears are straight up, and he's kind of laughing at you looking at the car. He's like, hey, in the window. where's the food, you guys? Yeah. You guys look fat like you'd have food. Uh, and then uh, from there, we headed off to uh, to Topak, which is a- Topak. Uh, Topak, sorry. Uh, at the side of the uh, the river there. 
And uh, some of the- I have had many, many, many beers at Tobacco. Yes, uh, all the chairs are shaped like butts. Yes, they are. Oh, wait, yeah. did you go in the restroom? Uh, yes, the restroom is- uh, I, I don't want to say it on the show, because no, yes, you got to yes, visit there. No, no. Oh, okay. Right? Yeah, you should have to enjoy it. I would say there's a Rolling Stones cover yes. that is, is, would you know what I'm saying, yeah. Lit lips. Yeah, right. Yeah. Got it. Restroom. Right. Uh, so some of us split up. I stayed in the car to drive it into uh, Havasu, mm-hmm. and then some of the people, like Jason, hopped on some of the boats. So Dave Schlossberg, Mel brought his boat out. A few other people brought boats to uh, to take us out there. And uh, it was pretty awesome. Uh, Schlossberg has a uh, Daytona 27, an Eliminator. I know what that is, and that is quite a boat. Yeah, and he's probably got a big block in there as well. With so a supercharger. This, yeah, this was a, he has a Whipple on there, I believe yep, you said. There you go. And we were doing about 76. That's really fast. Yeah, in, in this, this is us doing 76 in the boat. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Yeah, he's booking. So... That was pretty cool uh, being in that thing, um, and it, it's it's set up for uh, I guess it's an ocean boat, and he brought it to the river. So that's a that's a V bottom and not yeah. a uh, like a, a cat, or right? Something right? Like that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, no. His pickle uh, fork. What do we call I it? I think his is a, I think this is a cat or a pickle fork. Is it? I think so. I can't remember. Well, I'm not a boat guy. When when he leaned, did it lean or did it just stay straight? It stayed straight and kind of f- slid. Oh yeah, then it's it's got yeah. forks or whatever. Yeah, the I think that's what it had. So it, we're we, boating guys. Clearly, you can tell. Yeah, yeah. I, I listen. I, I love boats, but I don't know anything about them. Right. This is just my uh, a funny moment uh, that I caught in the back of the boat with Mel. All right, I'm out here with Mel Wade. He's drinking. White Claw. He's not drinking a White Claw, is he? Not drinking White Claw. I'm not drinking White Claw. Mel was, and at this point, I had gone back to the hotel uh, to check in with the truck. And I took like a three-hour nap. And then I walked down because it was like only like four in the afternoon. And everybody had been drinking the entire time since we left lunch mm-hmm. and were all trashed. And just hung out in the river and didn't care about Route 66 at that point and drank well into the night and tied up on the seawall. And it brought me back to my days at Truckin' Magazine mm-hmm. when I was shooting the Truckin' Nats at the river where everybody had matching boats and trailers and wheels and tow rigs and all that stuff back in the early 2000s. And I went... Dude, the last time I was here, I saw a lot of beads. I'll put it that way. And so the beads don't really exist there anymore. But boy, what you described about the matchy-matchy boat and the truck and the trailer and all that, that still is a thing in Lake Havasu, and it's spectacular. Yep. So there's a lot of that there. And then uh, so uh, sobered up, and uh, we all woke up in the morning. It was our final day heading to uh, Santa Monica. We stopped over at my favorite place, Goff's, which is right off Route 66, and got a killer group photo of everybody still there in front of the old American Boy 10-stamp mill. That is cool. Looking forward to going back there. Are we going to do it again? We have an event coming up. Uh, We don't have to have an event to go back. Go back anytime we want. Okay. I have a vehicle. (laughs) I'm on the board of directors. Yeah, yeah, we'll talk about it at some point. Yeah, so I asked Mel. I said, hey, are we going to Goff's? He's like, no, we don't have time. And then the sign when we were passing says, Goff's, up ahead. And he's like, hey, we should go to Goff's. And I'm like, yeah, it's right there. Oh, so do you guys all have radios? Uh, No, we just did everything through text message. Got it. So, And then uh, we headed through um, Route 66 through Barstow. Uh, We ate at the original Del Taco. Uh, Well, actually, the number two Del Taco, because the original one is out uh, actually somewhere else. Well, the original one was a Noggles. No, the original one was a Bun and Taco, I think. Or Bun and and Taco. Pup and Taco, you sure? Yeah. And, uh, And the second one is the one that was off, uh, uh, not Main Street's the other, or they're both off Main Street, Main and First or whatever. Anyway, we went to whatever the very first or earliest Del Taco was in the really bad part of Barstow. 
And it's Route 66, so you gotta you gotta have that. You didn't go to the one off the Lenwood exit. No, everybody, th- it's everybody thinks that's the first one. It's not. It, no, no, I never thought yeah. it was the first one, but I do think it's. It, they have special ones. If you go to, yeah. if you're on the way to Vegas or from Vegas, headed to California, you got to stop at the Lenwood exit. We don't have to, but that's the same family. So the family that started Del Taco still has three or four franchised restaurants, but they have a different agreement than every other restaurant. And he serves in those three or four restaurants his own special menu, like a tostada, the Barstow taco. They're bigger than normal Del Taco. They are put together a little bit differently, and you can only get them in those locations. So uh, we stopped at Elmer's Bottle Tree Ranch that was out there off the old National Trails Highway. And it's what you'd expect. It's trees trees made out of bottles. Yep. And then uh, we ended up, uh, you have to get back on 15 to get down the pass before you rejoin Route 66 in, uh, in San Bernardino. And we stopped at the uh, the Wigwam. I think the other one was the Teepee Motel. This is the Wigwam Motel, which is very, very cars, as you would expect, again, with all the, the teepees. Mm-hmm. Oh, yep. And Straight so, out of cars, the Pixar cars, yes. Uh, a friend of mine is a San Bernardino uh, a police officer. He goes, hey, you're in my neck of the woods. He goes, I would never have stopped there if I were you. And it's always funny when they tell you that after the fact. Uh, and then we made it to uh, Santa Monica where we got- Because uh, a lot of these these roadside attractions are, yep, there it is, and you keep going. Uh, it depends on the neighborhood, I guess. The Route 66 sign on the Santa Monica Pier. At this point, I had driven 3,196 miles in nine days in one of the most comfortable vehicles I've ever been in. It was absolutely phenomenal. I would do it again in a second. And then one last piece of trivia- that sign that says Santa Monica 66 end of the trail on the Santa Monica Pier is not actually the end of the of the end of Route 66. That was a sign left over from a movie. Route 66 ends up the road at um, I believe it's uh, Jefferson and Olympic at Mel's Diner is actually the real end Does of Route 66. Really? And a lot of people don't know that, but that's actually where it is. So I want to go up there. I hate Santa Monica. Uh, stay away, but I would like to go eat at Mel's Diner just to have the full experience and. And say I did that. So, anyway, that's the trip. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed road tripping with me across the country. But definitely, if you get the opportunity, Sean Holman, everybody, Sean Holman, with the tour of the uh, the U.S. Listen, if you get a chance to do Route 66, ten days is really short. Do it in 14. See as much stuff as you can. Uh, meet all the people. Stop at the museums. Uh, it, it and if your a- boss won't give you the time off, quit. Absolutely. Because that's what I may have to do. <laughs> so so for me- uh, I didn't say that out loud, Gail. This has been a bucket list item for a really long time, for, for as many years as I can remember. And I've done pieces of it. I've never done the whole thing. So to be able to do the whole thing in, in one fell swoop was uh, real special. So just shout out. Thanks to Mel uh, and Nitto and uh, the, all the people that came on this trip because we couldn't have had a better group of people. And also- Jason and I shared hotel rooms the whole trip, and we didn't kill each other. He is like the best road trip companion and phenomenal navigator. So well, but hold on a second. You snore. Does he? Uh, Jason, let me, let me put it this way, Lightning. I was worried for his health, and the only time that I was not worried for Jason's health was when I could hear him. I don't. I don't understand what you mean. You're because for there his were health. periods of silence, and I would. I would. Oh, you thought he would stop breathing? Lie awake. And then he started snoring again. I'm like, oh, thank oh. God. But then I couldn't go back to sleep. He, uh, here's Jason, an absolutely epic snorer. Oh, God, I hate, I hate oh. snoring so much. All night. Sorry, sorry to do that to you, Jason. Dude, I'm telling you. No, it's, it's, it was, it's, it was it's, epic. 
It was that big. But uh, I, I just I hate the, and and I I snore occasionally too. I do too a lot. And, and I'm trying to uh, for for those around me, my friends. I try to sleep on my side or my stomach, but yeah. I I end up flipping around on my back. And but I I hate snoring so much. It's disgusting. It's it's I can't sleep through it. I have slept in vehicles to get away. To get, I walked out of a hotel room. Gone to my car yeah. and slept in my car because I couldn't stand. Right. Remember now when you I slept bring... in your car at Banks because you locked yourself in? That's a different story. <laughs> yes. Uh, and then I bring now earplugs everywhere. Mm-hmm. I I go to CVS and I buy the hundred pack of earplugs, and that jug of earplugs goes with me. I do that to also whenever I'm on a show with you. <laughs> See what you did. <laughs> Thank like you. That? Good night. You. All right. So anyway, uh, if you guys uh, are interested in Route 66, uh, there's a gazillion things online. But buy that book I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast. Um, you can buy it again on Amazon. It's called Easy 66 Guide for uh, Travelers or uh, Route 66 Easy 66 Guide by Jerry McClanahan. And that is the Bible for uh, for traveling it. Uh, again, Lightning, wish you were there. but uh, No, you don't. You're lying. Yeah, staff. you're right. I, I'm glad I did it alone. Yeah. All right. Listen, uh, let's change topics really quick because this is uh, turning out to be an epically long show. But good, but but long. We need to, this is kind of like Route 66. This is, yeah, this is Listen, time. I condensed 10 days into like an hour. You did a nice job. All right. Honestly. Yeah. I mean, a, lot of, a lot of cool stuff there. No, congratulations. Wait, 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 you're, a, you're getting ready to go on your own road trip. I am going on a road trip. Now, I will do some, now I feel bad because I wasn't planning on recording, yeah. but I will record some stuff. I'm going with Stephen from work. I don't know how it's going to be, but we'll see. He does snore as well, so I'm probably, <laughs> I'll get some audio of snoring as well. <laughs> Uh, so we are headed to Summer Trucking Nationals at Cowboy Stadium in Arlington, Texas. It's it's this weekend, guys. So if you're listening to this now, please join us. Uh, I'm I'm going to be both manning the Banks booth and roaming around doing truck show podcast stuff. So double duty. Join us out there. Um, All right, we have somebody to call. Yeah, right. Yeah, well, so Robbie Bryant is one of the co. Founders of this event, I believe. So, and also owns Keg Media. If you're into yes. the truck, the custom truck scene, you've probably seen his renderings in all the truck yeah, magazines. All of them. So anyway, we'll, all right, let's, let, let's call him. Dial. Hello. Hello, is this Robbie Bryan? It's Lightning Home and Truck Show Podcast. What's up? Yes, sir. This is me. How are you doing? We are doing outstanding. I think you're a couple hours ahead of us, so uh, thank you for staying up late. Yes, sir. So we need to talk to you about the U.S. Holman. Not before the jingle, we don't. Oh, yeah, that's right. We have a quick jingle. Don't move. Hold on. Where is that? I've got four chrome rims and a steering wheel. I've got four chrome rims and a steering wheel. I've got four chrome rims and a steering wheel. I don't know if I'm a fan of that one anymore. Why? I don't know. Uh, do you need to do the off-road one? Because I, I think, now well, that you're an off-road owner? I think that, uh, I am. I, no, but I think because um, that, that original song just burned me out. You know, where it's at? Uh, what do you think? I'm fine with it. You're fine with yeah. it? Yeah. So stick with it. Uh, Robbie, are you okay? Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, where it's at? What's, uh, I guess we're talking to you about your upcoming show that my man Lightning is going to road trip uh, across the country to go uh, to go hang out. I don't even know if Robbie knows that. So oh. uh, I was introduced. We've had Chris Payne on our show before, right? Truck Guru. He called me up one day and said, "Hey, you need to know about this event, and you might want to get Banks involved, but you need to hear more about it because uh, a friend of mine is doing." He says, "Do you know Robbie Bryan?" I go, "Yeah, that the Cake Media guy." Which I knew that he was big in the magazine scene, and he does a bunch of SEMA trucks and all that stuff. But apparently, he throws events. And I'm, I'm talking about Robbie as if he's not actually on the phone now. Um, 
<laughs> so like uh, he's like, you need to give him a buzz. So I got the little press packet, and I'm like, oh my god, he's putting together this huge show at Cowboy Stadium, aka AT and T Stadium. By the way, and that place looks like the Death Star. Have you ever seen it in person? Yes. Oh no, no, I haven't. Oh, in dude, person. it's 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 you know, uh, if you're at the old like Texas Arlington ballpark and you look across over to it, it's this giant spaceship that has landed. You know, in a in a field. Really? Oh, it's huge. It's oh, beautiful, yeah. though. It's an, it's impressive. Yeah. So uh, I I just I saw all the, the the stuff he was putting together on. I'm like, I need to be part of this because you, we've been to Lone Star Throwdown before. Dude, are you trying to sell him that we're already honorary Texans? We have a Texan flag in our studio. Well, he doesn't know that, but he does now. Oh, okay. Our uh, listeners do, <laughs> so you don't have to sell yourself on him. Listen, Got it. Californians are still allowed in Texas as long as they're the right kind of people. You know what the I, right kind of right, California, the right kind of <laughs> folks who who are are uh, uh, would fit in with the locals. That's all I'm saying. Yes, which hopefully we are. Yeah, I am. So first up, Robbie, let's let's start by telling everybody where and when the show is. Summer Truckin' Nationals is July 15 through 17 at AT and T yeah. Stadium, aka Cowboy Stadium. Um, how did it come to be, and what are we going to see there? So I, I already throw a couple shows that are pretty good size. I throw Lift the Truck Nationals for seven years now, Orange Beach Invasion in Orange Beach, Alabama for six years. And uh, I've been wanting to do a show in Texas. It seems like any time a show is in Texas and it's promoted right, it's a big event. So I've been planning it, and 2020 was going to be the year that I did it. And then March happens and COVID happens, and you know, we pumped the brakes on it and then we thought about, okay, we'll do it in 21, but it was still kind of funky, you know, like the rules and stuff. So, so, uh, you know, at the end of 21, um, I decided, okay, 22 is going to be my year, you know, I'll come out swinging. So I I knew I wanted to do something big. You know, if I was going to Texas, you got to go big. Everything's bigger in Texas. So that's what they say. I already knew. Yeah. Right. I already knew that I could pull the lift of trucks. I used to be a mini trucker back in the day. So I got a lot of friends in the mini truck scene. And I planned on using a lot of social media influence, you know, to, to help promote the event and, and get it big and get it grown and, and, and throw some big dollars at it, you know. And so I had uh, posted actually on, on Facebook, like kind of like a save the date thing. And this girl posted on there and said, hey, we're doing a show. And I was doing it actually at Texas Motor Speedway. And uh, this girl posted, hey, we're doing a show that same weekend at Cowboy Stadium, at AT&T Stadium. And I was like oh, well, that sucks. You know, like we're going to be battling each other. But I kind of figured I was more established. You know, they had never thrown a show and and they got to thinking and I got to thinking and we talked and we decided to partner up. And that was uh, my buddy, Josh Miller. He owns Max Diesel and he does like a lot of build management and and uh, SEMA stuff and 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 uh, show builds. So uh, we got to talking and decided to partner up and he had a partner he had already been working with. So, so that guy became his partner on his half of it. We just kind of went from there and, and uh, his, his original partner sold his share before we even really got started. And, and uh, I brought in one of my partners from with the truck nationals. His name is Michael Himes. He's, he's more of our corporate guy deals with a lot of the corporate stuff. Cause you know, eventually we're hoping to work with like uh, Amsoil or monster energy or somebody like that. Or you Dr. Know, Pepper. You should totally Dr. work with Dr. Pepper. Pepper. Yeah. Yeah. Dr. Pepper. Yeah. As, uh, Dr. Pepper's oh, actually oh, wait, wait, a huge sponsor. Wait, wait, hold on. Hold on. Oh, they're a sponsor. Oh, the stadium. Of oh yeah. The stadium for sure. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Uh, <laughs> As he cracks one, <laughs> you don't know this, Robbie, but uh, we have a fridge right outside of our studio, hey, packed full listen, of Dr. Pepper. You know why? Uh, you know how like some some kids they're like old souls, right? Like, and people are like, man, that that kid's an old soul. 
That kid was born at the wrong time. I have a yeah. Texan inside that's trying to get out. He's full of barbecue and Dr. Pepper. <laughs> And he oh, likes yeah. guns. Well, by the way, he looks like he's trying to get out. I, that's what I'm saying. I mean, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> you're like, you're bursting uh, that, at the seams. If people say that that's your dad bod, I go, no, that's my Texas bod. Oh, it's coming through. Yeah, it's coming out. Yeah. Man, there's going to be a lot of good food vendors there, too. I think we got like 16 or 17 food vendors all from around the What's Texas the thing area. that you Texans say? Oh, chili pie, right? Or Frito pie. Frito pie? Yeah, Frito Pie is yeah. a big down there. I mean, tacos are huge down there. All Tex-Mex food. like First time I, I had... Mean, um, Fried beer was in Texas. It was weird. Fried beer. Fried beer. What yeah. the hell? They take beer, but it's like crappy Budweiser, and they wrap it in little dough balls, and then they fry it, and then when you eat it, hot beer shoots it in your mouth like lava. Interesting. And they oh, love right. it, and I'm like, oh, I blisters for like weeks. No, but I would try that as long as it doesn't burn my mouth. Well, Frito pie, dude. You got to do Frito pie. Yeah, I haven't had Frito. Oh, wait. I have had Frito pie. See? It's Frito, that's Frito-Lay, right? It's fr- the, the, the chips, yeah, right? Yeah, Frito-Lays, yeah. Fritos, yeah. Yeah, Fritos. Yeah, right, with chili on it. Yeah, no, I've had that. Yeah, yeah it's super good. An- another big sponsor of AT&T Stadium, Frito-Lay. Uh, see, there you go. It's almost like we planned this out. <laughs> <laughs> so what are we going to see there? Is it all giant brodozers, or are we going to see lower trucks? I know that so, I'm bringing Lockjaw out. This might yeah, be so the it, first time that anyone— It's a mixture of everything. So it, it's lifted trucks, it's lower trucks, it's SUVs, side-by-sides, Jeeps, it's— it's stock height trucks, static drop trucks, performance orientated trucks. Um, I think we even got a guy bringing a monster truck. Uh, we got a big rig. We got some big rigs coming out. Oh, I love when you rigs. have so many rad trucks that you're like, I think there's a dude bringing a monster truck. Like that's not even the highlight of your day, <laughs> <No>. right? <laughs> normally be like, dude, sick monster truck. Whoa, Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Ah, right? And you're like, yeah. Monster truck or no? <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah, the monster truck. Dude, but yeah, we, we've got, we're expecting about 1,500 to 2,000 trucks. Uh, we've got a lot of vendors. A lot of vendors are coming out and, and bringing product and having smoking deals. And uh, I know Banks is one of them. You know, you, you guys are bringing a lot of product out. And, and you know, the people in Texas, they're listening to this. You better bring your wallets, bring your cash, bring your credit cards because you, you're not going to see deals any better than this. And, that's right. Hey, and, listen, uh, the podcast is free, but supporting our friends is not. That's true. That's true. Now, now so there's there's other stuff going on. It's it's uh, at the stadium, and you've got the um, you've got bands playing. So yeah. during the day, you've got you know obviously your American Force booth and all the booths and all the trucks worth seeing. And then tell us about entertainment at night. Yeah. So so during the day, it's all the truck show. Um, and then at nighttime, uh, Friday night, we're going to have uh, all Hispanic bands headlined by Light Energy and Otania. And then we've got Melicio de Rancho, we've got Bondarena de Reynas, and then we've also, it's all hosted by DJ Zeta, which is a very, very popular DJ in a Hispanic community down in Dallas-Fort Worth area. Um, Saturday night, though, we've got four artists coming out of Nashville. They're all they're all rising stars right now. Um, uh, the headliner's Chase Matthew. He's at on tour right now. Um, he is signed with Holler Boy Records. Bailey Zimmerman is going to be playing. Uh, Bailey just hit number one on iTunes. He he got like number twenty five on Billboard Top One Hundred All Genres. Um, I mean that kid's he's killing it right now. And it's going to be his one of his first big concerts too, which is awesome. He's got a lot of new music. We've got uh, uh, Sean Stimley, which uh, uh, his biggest hit was that song Z seventy one. And then also David J will be there as well. He's got a lot of new music out, but all young guys, they're all like, and they're all like real pumped to do the show. Uh, they're all big in the, in the Texas market. And, but yeah, they're all coming out of Nashville. It's, 
it's going to be a great event. We got general mission tickets. We got VIP tickets. We've got, uh, you know, VIP, uh, like if you get a VIP ticket to the concert, there's a VIP lounge. You got private VIP bars. And so what's really cool is we've got these VIP viewing decks and like our big, big, uh, host sponsors like American force and burst tire and HD pro fury tires, JTX, Amani, uh, specialty forge, some of those guys. So they have their own private viewing decks, right? And in front of each one will be the stanchions with the velvet rope and there'll be a security guard there. So it's almost like truck show meets come buy a lot of product, you know, store type deal type meets a uh, club, you know, like it's going to be almost a mixture of everything, you know, and it, it's, a, and it's going to be different is all I can say. Like, like I've been saying for years, Oh, I can throw truck shows. That's no problem. I want to throw an experience. And and that's what we're planning with this is, is give everybody an experience that they go talking about afterwards. So a couple of things. I see that the pre-registration looks like it's either sold out or closed. Talk us through if I have a truck, if I've got a show truck, can I still bring it in or is that done, Zoe? If uh, so, pre-registration if, because of paperwork, we had to end it at a certain date. So the VIP actually sold out before we even ended. Uh, premium uh, registration sold out before we even ended. Uh, general registration, uh, which is a hundred dollars per truck registration, uh, we still have plenty of those. You can come to the event. You can register day of. Um, you know, when you register, it's good for Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. You just register one time, and you can come and go. You know, as you please. Um, the only thing is we ask is no cruising around in the show. Cause there's going to be a lot of spectators there. We're, we're expecting 30, 35,000 people, um, should, should be a big event. A lot of people, family friendly. I uh, like talking about, we got like 15, 16 food trucks, lots and lots of vendors. I mean, we've probably got 70, 75 vendors there. I mean, all of them, be, you know, selling product or taking orders, uh, giving discounts, you know, things like that. We've got, uh, a lot of giveaways. Oh, one of the cool things we're doing. And you guys are a part of this from banks, but uh, we're doing a $20,000 cash giveaway. So besides giving away hats and shirts and lanyards and koozies, you know, just merch stuff, we're giving away $1,000 10 different times and $10,000 in cash one time. And all you got to do is- Well, hold on a second, Robbie. Hold on a second. You're giving your profit away. That's a dumb business move. (laughs) <laughs> you you got to spend money to make no, money. No, what, what he's I doing is it's like, you know the old mining towns mm-hmm. where you get paid on Friday and you go to the mining company store and give it right back to them? He's hoping they'll take their 1000 bucks and spend it with the vendors and just all goes right back into the show. Right. By the way, how do yeah, they so, get so, that 1000 bucks? Yeah, so to get qualified, anybody that's 18 years or older that either comes through the gate through registration, I don't even care if it's a vendor. As long as you're over 18 years old, you're when you come through the gate, you're going to get a card that has... 15 different sponsors or biggest sponsors of the event. So 15 different logos on there. And all you got to do is you got to go visit each one of those sponsors. And each one of them has a special punch type deal to punch your card. And once you visit them, we hope when you're there, you pick something up, you order something, you get some merch, a hat, shirt, something. But go visit those sponsors. Thank them for coming. Thank them for supporting the event while you're there. And get that stamped. Once it's stamped, You bring it into our command center right inside the stadium doors. You fill out the bottom. We tear it off. Don't tear it off. We have to tear it off. But we put it in a little drawing uh, drum and, uh, you know, we'll start spinning it and drawing for prizes and drawing for cash. And until we give it all away Uh, and you don't have to be present to win either, which is nice. So, you know, spectators come on Friday and and they don't come back on Saturday. They can still win the 10,000 cash. We promise we'll call you and send you a check. Hey, so the uh, the trucks that are going to be there. 
are we going to see like hoopty crap trucks or have you filtered them out? Like, because I know. Are you bringing lockjaw? Well, that's a di- that's an interesting one. From a distance, it looks like a hoopty crap truck. That's what I'm saying. But then when you look, when you stand next to it, you go, oh, now I get it. I heard that you uh, are going to be driving it out there. I will be towing it out there. Oh, I see. And when I get there, it will run. We don't feel good enough about it yet to drive it on uh-huh. the freeway, let alone 2,000 miles. But it's slowly getting there, I hope. <laughs> so, so he will be driving it out there while he's out there, like from the trailer to the booth. Yeah. Or we're going to be pushing nope, it. Nope, or he's going to be rolling it off the trailer I, into I the I might booth. be rolling it. I don't know. We'll see. I, I don't know. It's. Uh, what if I told you I already knew the answer to that? I think you do. I no. think I do, too. <laughs> I, I talked to Jeff Lee in engineering, and he promised that he would have it running by Monday because I have to leave town Tuesday. It's going on the trailer. Right. How's and, it going to get and, on the trailer? Do you have a winch? Uh, we do. Oh, that trailer's awesome. It is, yeah. it is a good trailer. Yeah, that's, yeah, we got a nice trailer. So it's going to winch it on, strap it down, pull it behind the ram that's outside right now, and, brrr, there you go. and head out there. Tell me about the trucks. I mean, there's going to be a lot. I mean, there'll be a lot of trucks that you see at the SEMA show um, when you go out there. But I, I think the quality is going to be high. Um, Texas is a very high caliber state when it comes to truck builds. You know, they've got Lone Star Throwdown. You mentioned that earlier. Uh, I mean, Lone Star Throwdown is full, full of nice trucks. But uh, we're working with some different clubs that are in Texas. that They all have nice trucks like Team Billet, Ground Zero, Empire. A lot of the big clubs that are bringing all their trucks out. Um, but I mean, we've got people coming from, I mean, out there where you guys are in California, I got guys from Canada coming. I got guy, I got a guy from Alaska coming. Well, that can't be Man, cheap. Br- bringing a truck, right? <laughs> so, yeah. As much as fuel is right now, but. Uh, man, it do- it doesn't seem like it's stopping anybody. Like like we were worried. I'm not I'm not gonna uh, kid around about it. We were really concerned with the way gas prices kept going up and fuel kept going up that that it may affect us. But man, it's it's looking like it's gonna be a banger out here. I think so. Uh, let's talk uh, lastly about tickets. So if I the spectator tickets. Yep. So if you are a spectator and you want to come see it, it's twenty dollars for the day. You can choose Friday, Saturday, or Sunday. Um, you can purchase tickets online by going to STN for Summer Truck and Nationals, stntexas.com, and go to our ticketing page. Or you can just go straight to seatgeek.com and search Summer Truck and Nationals. On there, you can purchase a single-day admission. It's $20. Kids 12 and under are free with a paid adult. Uh, you can get a three-day pass, though, for $40, so you get a discount on that. Uh, tickets for the concerts are uh, on sale as well on SeatGeek. The only thing you need to know is – AT&T Stadium, like a lot of stadiums are going to, is a cashless system. Um, so you cannot come to the gate and pay cash to get in. You still have to scan a QR code. What, what if you have your t- What if you have your Apple Watch or something? Is there a contactless payment there for people who uh, like to use like Apple Pay or some of those other uh, setups? Um, they do not take uh, Apple. Now, if SeatGeek takes Apple Pay, I'm not aware of it, but uh, I don't think they have Apple Pay. I, I think it, everything has to run through SeatGeek. I know SeatGeek takes different forms of payments, but I'm not sure if they take like Venmo and Apple Pay and, and Zelle and stuff like that. I think it's mainly credit card. Well, I think if you have Apple Pay, don't you have that linked typically to an Apple card? Oh, I guess well, you can, well, you can but you can do it either way. I'm just talking about the uh, contactless. So if you forget your wallet, <laughs> right. can you still enjoy your day there? No. If you oh, forget yeah. your wallet, you shouldn't be there because there's stuff to buy or, on the cheap. Or if you forget your wallet, just let the guy with the raffle know that you need money that day. <laughs> just, <laughs> hey, yeah, is that how it works? Wink and a nod, yeah. 
Okay, so uh, again, it's uh, stntexas.com or just just Google it, just Summer Trucking Nationals. It'll pop right up. Before we let you go, Robbie, I wanted to take a step backwards. And You also own Keg Media, which I've never yes. understand. What, is Keg like, does it stand for something? Listen, as a, or is it, as a longtime magazine guy, we've shot a gazillion of your builds and trucks over the years. Yeah, so Keg Media actually started as Cutting Edge Graphics. And that's oh, what it means. Got it. With and, a K. and everybody, you know how everybody shortens everything, you know, online and and now on their phones. I mean, this was before texting was even a thing. But you remember StreetSourceMag.com back in the day? Everybody oh, yeah. used to call us Keg, and I was like, I'm just gonna take the word Keg and add media to it, you know, because everybody kept saying Keg. Well, what's Keg? You know, cutting edge graphics. So we just started going by Keg and added media to it, and. Uh, and that's what we became. We got really known for doing renderings. That's what we started doing. We did a lot of mini truck renderings, and then we got into the lifted trucks, and then we got more into SEMA and doing SEMA builds and build management. And we were even on a little TV show for a little bit. Uh, Five R Trucks guys out of Colorado uh, had a TV show called The Lifted Life. It was on Velocity, and we I remember used that. to design all the trucks on that, and and uh, just kind of blew up. You know, we. It's weird because, like, I didn't even go to school for graphic design or anything like that. I just kind of taught myself Photoshop and Illustrator, and we do logos and printing and and all kinds of that. But I'm actually hoping that if this show goes over good, we're wanting to do one in Tampa, and we're wanting to bring one out to California and do one at SoFi. And if if I that would be cool. Yeah, if I can get these type of shows to do really well with concerts, then Keg Media is going to become a promotion company. We're right by, actually, right now, we're probably about eight miles south of SoFi. Not even that much. I think less than that. Five miles south of SoFi is where our studios are. But uh, Lightning's down in uh, South LA County in a wonderful little spot called Long Beach, and I'm in uh, Orange County and Huntington Beach. I'm going to be coming out to uh, Concord and San Francisco after the show. Uh, That is nowhere near us. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you're talking like good, like 500, five hours away, 500 so. miles away. Yeah. Road trip. Oh, hey, yeah. this is our road trip episode. You're it road is. tripping to Texas to go to this thing. I just got done with my road trip. I, I, I think we just everything's a road trip. Well, listen, yeah. Robbie, if you if you are serious about doing something in SoCal, um, we're both uh, this. is oh, Wow. How does this not sound cocky? We're both kind of connected down here. We'd love to dial you in. And um, SoCal needs something like this. There's there's no doubt about that. We, we definitely want to do something out there. We, we, our goal is to have Texas covered and East and West Coast covered. And then if we decide to fill some stuff in along the way, you know, maybe I, I'm a huge Chiefs fan. So I would, if I did, you know, somewhere Midwest, I'd probably hit Kansas City. But, um, and then maybe Atlanta. But our, our, our three most important are, of course, getting Dallas, Fort Worth, Arlington out of the way. And then either going East first or going West first. We're not sure which way we go. But, uh, we definitely want to do one out there within the next couple of years, do something big. Beautiful. All right. Well, I'm excited to uh, to check it out. And, uh, Holman, are you going to make it or no? Not really. Uh, considering you just told me about it uh, three days ago, uh, <laughs> no. probably a big no. No, I'm actually uh, that same time period going to take a little vacation with the family. Oh, nice. Well yeah. deserved. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, I will be out there. I'm going to be shooting. I don't know how much audio I'm going to be able to get, but I will. Lots. I'll take a lot of photos. So if you're following us at Truck Show Podcast uh, on Instagram or Facebook, you'll see a lot of the photos. I'll take 100 plus. And then so also get tuned. interviews. I will try to get interviews. We'll also get interviews. I will try, but I'm manning right. the booth and trying to sell product because of my- the product sells itself. All you got to do is do interviews. 
Jude. You have two jobs. <laughs> I, I, You're I the one who jobs. signed on to two jobs. I know. Son. I know. I did. May right. have been a mistake. Just, just but, checking. Uh, yeah, that's a, you and me both. <laughs> I'm excited to go. All right. Listen, Robbie, get back to it. We appreciate Thanks, it. brother. The show is going to be a huge success. Uh, Southern uh, Summer Trucking Nationals, July 15 through 17 at AT&T Stadium, Arlington, Texas. Robbie, you're the best. Talk soon. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you. All right, brother. Have a good one. All right, bye. Take care. All right, what'd you think? Truckshowpodcast at gmail.com. Truckshowpodcast at gmail.com. If Holman forgot anything about Route 66 or uh, you're headed out to uh, the show this weekend, let us know. The Truck Show. The Truck Show. The Truck Show. All right, check in with us on uh, the socials at Truck Show Podcast, at LBC Lightning, at Sean P. Holman, or you can give us a call, 657-205-6105, the five-star hotline. We'll uh, take a listen to those uh, calls here on the next show. And uh, Lightning, good luck on your travels, and uh, bring me back a, a Titan. Bring me back a Titan. We'll bring you back a Nissan Titan? Yeah. Because they're made in Texas? Nope. Because what's the tie-in? Uh, we just figured you could bring me back a Nissan Titan because I could always use an extra. So vehicle. what you want me to do is leave Lockjaw in Texas. Oh, that's a good plan. And then and put a, a brand new Titan on the trailer and then take it out to you. So it, when it gets to, it's got zero miles on it. It does belong in Texas, Lockjaw. It is. The right. Titan does belong in my driveway or Frontier. Listen, if you don't have enough trailer room because the Titan is too much of a truck for you, then uh, just bring me back to Frontier. Pro 4X, please. I, is the Titan too much truck for anyone? I mean, it's not, is it? Listen, NissanUSA.com. Find out for yourself. You can build in price or head down to your uh, local Nissan dealer. Hey, I'm guessing you are going out to Texas in a Banks-wrapped rig full of Banks product? That is accurate. All of it, actually. Okay. Yes, I am driving the... What? Uh, okay, you're towing Lockjaw on a trailer driving to Texas... What is the one Banks product that you cannot do without if you're towing cross-country? Oh, you, you can only choose one. Oh, if I can only choose one. You only choose one. Oh, geez. You have a, what are you doing? Bring out the L5P? Is that what's towing? I am not. No, 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 no. Our 2020 Ram, uh, right. 3500 HO. You have a 2020 Ram 3500 HO. Yep. You can put one Banks product on it. What is it? And, and you have to tow cross-country. I am going to put well, the iDash. Oh, I'd like to do intake, exhaust, Monster Ram. No, you can only choose one. But I, I think if I can only choose one, I'm I'm putting on the iDash because when you're towing, you want to keep an eye on the pressures, the temps, uh, all that stuff. And there's no better way to do it than the iDash. It's the most powerful. It's the smallest, most powerful instrument of its kind, really. Bankspower.com? Uh, that would be the place to go to check them out, and yes. you can type in your year, make, model and see everything that fits your particular vehicle. Absolutely do it. And uh, if you if you, you feel like you're about to get lost on your way to Texas, you might want to pop open Onyx Maps. Well, the reason you want to pop open Onyx is because if you get the premium subscription, by the way, use truck show as the keyword and get a discount. It'll why, why, are you, why do you whisper? Because I don't want everybody to know, just our listeners. Uh, you can <laughs> Wait a see minute, hold on. If you speak too loudly, people might hear it in the car next to them? Yes. I see. Uh, public and private land info, which is super valuable when you're like, oh, I don't know, east of New Mexico when there's not a lot of uh, public lands to pull off and sleep. Because I'm trying to save you from being on uh, you know, somebody's ranch and waking up to a 12-gauge double barrel in your face. I'm going to stop somewhere in the mi- How far can I get if I leave? Yeah. If I'm going to leave Tuesday... Yep. Right, so this is coming out. Yep. This podcast is on a Monday. Let's assume you're listening to it on Monday or Tuesday. I'm I'm on the road. Yep, and I'm leaving Southern California. How far can I get in 12, 13 hours of driving? Can I get into? Mm, I would. In, I'm in so, a New Mexico. Yeah, am I? Yeah, I would. And be, what route should I take? Should I go south or should I go up and around? Well, should I go 10, 40? What do you think? Well, if you're going if you're going to Texas, I would probably me 
personally, uh, I would probably just take uh, eight or 40 across. Okay. Um, and you would and get- It kind of stinks as I'm pulling a trailer, so I can't really- I don't want to go much past 70. I bet you could probably get to like Las Cruces or something like that. Yeah, I was thinking New Mexico. If you want to do a full a full pull, uh, that that might work. Um, I mean, it just depends how many hours you want to spend. Uh, you know, on the on the and on and the road. W- and one of us is going to have to sleep in the truck while the other one's inside because I can't leave Lockjaw on the trailer. Oh, that's so. One person gets a hotel room and one person doesn't. I don't know. That's lame. It is I lame. Do well, not what do I do? Unless I, had, well, I mean, it's going to be under a cover on a trailer, but I'm still kind of sketched. Well, like I said, uh, keep your uh, phone uh, record button ready to go so that if anybody tries to steal it in the middle of the night, uh, I can, you have audio for the podcast. I can interview them as they steal yeah, it? Yeah. Hi, I'm Lightning from the <laughs> Truck Show Podcast. Are you taking my company's truck that used to belong to me, that Holman bought for me, that I turned over to them? And why this particular truck? Was this a, <laughs> is this a, a crime of opportunity, or have you been following me on Instagram and you knew where to find and me and rob me? And the answer is, I listen to the show and I don't like you, Lightning! <laughs> try doing the show with you. Thanks. The Truck Show Podcast is a production of Motor Trend Group. This podcast was created and produced by Sean Holman and Jay Tillis with production elements by DJ Omar Khan. If you like what you've heard, please head over to Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star rating. And if you're a fan of the Truck Show Podcast, we encourage you to visit and patronize our sponsors. Are we there yet? Not yet.